I'm all wrapped up, ready to do the show. I've been up since 4 a.m. preparing for the big show. And I'm ready. I'm shot out of a cannon. Fred, fire the cannon. See how fast he can get that on. Fire. Whoa. There it is. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Testing Fred. Fred's alert, too. Yeah. Everyone's alert. Everyone's ready. Robin, you look like you're even skinnier than yesterday. <laughs> Did you lose more weight from fasting? When is the last time you ate? Give everyone an update, please. I don't fast all the time. Right. I'm intermittent faster mostly. Nice. So have you I eaten it all? I meal until noon. Have you eaten it all in June, the month of June? Yes, I've eaten every day, I think. I think I did one 24-hour fast. Uh, nice. Since June started. Good for you. And how are your movements, bowel movements? Are they regular? Uh, they're they're uh, they're regular. That's right. what I Good. call it. Good. Good for you. <laughs> That's all I care about. <laughs> I had a movement the, uh, yesterday. I thought it was the size of Pennsylvania. It was wild. I don't well, you must have lost that pound that uh, sort of crept up on you. No, I didn't actually. I was, I was, what? I couldn't wait to weigh myself to m- this morning. I was like, ah, I must have lost a pound of whatever that is. <laughs> I mean, the bowl was full, crazy. And nothing on the scale. Same weight. Same weight. No, huh, I can't explain make any it. Sense. Scientists, tell us why that happens. Heyo. <laughs> You know, I watch everything I Hi-oh. eat. I'm so uh, so careful about it. But I was telling my wife about the show yesterday that Rooster had called in and was talking about all the different soft ice creams. He's saying that McDonald's was the best ice cream. And I was re- repeating verbatim the whole discussion about ice cream. And we made a pact that we are going to go to McDonald's. Even though I, I'm boycotting them for years because they've always been <laughs> cruel. Yeah, this will be a first. <laughs> well, uh, let's say I won't go to McDonald's. I'll go to a fast food place, but I want to get, I don't eat red meat, so I'm going to get the, not that there's, I don't even know if there's red meat in these hamburgers. You don't but, even know if it's meat. I don't either, <laughs> but I'm going to get, here's what I'm getting. We're both, she's going to get the impossible burger. I'm going to get the chicken burger. And then um, we're going to get large fries. And she even said to me, I'm getting my own large fries. I don't want to share with you. Yeah, she doesn't want you to share large fries. Right. She's going to get large fries. I'm going to get large fries. And we're going to get a shake. Oh, wow. And, uh, and how each. are you going to get that down? How will you actually make hmm. yourself do it? Oh, my God. Are you are you kidding? How am I you gonna get, really my... won't have any reservations based no. on everything you've been told and how you've been eating. I know what you mean, but no, I think I'm just going to enjoy it. Although I don't enjoy anything. <laughs> well, that's what I'm but, saying. I mean, usually you argue with yourself the entire time. Mm, you're supposed to be enjoying yourself. I was shocked to learn that the, the you know the chocolate shake has a chocolate powdering, not chocolate actual chocolate in it at the uh, McDonald's. Yeah, that according. was news to me too. Yeah, that was a good discussion yesterday. I enjoyed that. Um, I went for a walk yesterday. I saw an ice cream truck. I didn't have any money on me, but I said to Beth, I would buy you an ice cream cone and watch you eat it. But I didn't have any money, and she didn't have any money with her. And it was the old-fashioned ice cream truck, you know, with the guy driving around who looks like he might kidnap kids. And the, um, <laughs> you know, the guy was like, gotta have that guy. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but he had even had the yeah. Although he had. Um, I said, 
I think that's like an old. I think that song's been banned, isn't that like an old? That's an old southern song, I think. Yeah. He didn't have well, this one. No, I told. I, I go. I think this song's racist. De- 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 <laughs> no, he didn't have this one. He had. De- 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 and I said to my wife, "Do your balls hang low? Do they rattle to and flow? F- f- throw? Do they? Can you throw them over your shoulder like an intercontinental no. soldier?" You know, do your balls hang low? And she goes, what the fuck is that? And I go, you don't know, do your balls hang low? Do they wobble to and fro? Can you throw them over your shoulder like an intercontinental? And she didn't believe me that that was an actual song. And I Google, I said to Google, um, I said, do your balls hang low? Where is that song? And, And they have all the lyrics. Yeah, well, I learned it as do your ears hang low. No, no, no. Do your balls hang? Can you tie them in a knot? Can you tie them in a bow? Do your balls? Do your balls hang low? Do your ears hang low? No, your ears hang low. Who cares? But that doesn't even make sense. Do your balls hang low? Do they wobble to and fro? I wish I had the lyrics in front of me. I'd sing the whole thing for you. Do your balls? Balls hang low. Can you wobble to and fro? Do they your time in a bow? Can you balls hang low? That must have been at boys' camps. Yeah. Anyway, I saw the the ice cream man and he had that song playing and I was like singing the Yeah, I guess it is do your ears hang low or your balls hang low instead of your balls racist ditty that they used to dance to in the confederate uh yeah. antebellum balls <laughs> yeah what was that song it was like um the actual title is turkey in the straw yeah turkey, turkey in, the straw. in the straw and but what I are the lyrics they, fred <laughs> i don't know but i guess I they used know. to have like the slave owners would have black people sitting on the porch you know singing that being all happy quote unquote so I don't think. Uh, yeah, I, I guess we saw it in all those old movies where yeah, that yeah. was the scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and all the black people be excited that the young lady was going to the ball and they had to get her ready. They got yeah, watch her leave. Yeah, to go out and vague. see if she can snag somebody. That's why. I, that's why I'm for reparations. I'm like Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean. This country, what they did to people. But I saw the most interesting, well, you might not find it interesting. It was a little thing I saw on YouTube where this uh, black family bought a house in the South. They didn't know really anything about it. They bought this house and it oh. had all these... Um, no, there's no uh-oh. That oh. It had all these, you know, original... Furnishings and and decor, you know, because it was really kept up by the family that owned it before. And it turns out not only was it a plantation. Right. But their ancestors worked that plantation. Hey, they. What a horror. You know, now they own it. (laughs) Hey, Frank, give me the music. I want to sing. I got the lyrics now. For your do your balls hang. Oh, thank you. Does it go right in, or is this the? Uh, I guess it goes right in to... for some reason. I'll give you okay. a three, two, one. Yeah, who go, needed yeah, count a, me, uh... count me down, Fred. Go ahead. Who needed a three, intro for this? Two, <laughs> one. Do 
your balls hang low? Can you swing them to and fro? Can you tie them in a knot? Can you tie them in a bow? Do your balls hang low? Can you swing them to and fro? Wow, that's fast. All right, I'll do it a cappella. Do your balls hang low? Can you swing them to and fro? Can you tie them in a knot? Can you tie them in a bow? Do your balls hang low? Do your balls hang low? Can you swing them to and fro? Can you tie them in a knot? Can you tie them in a bow? Can you swing them over your shoulder like the red John Mangiel told you? Do your balls hang low? The red the, the what? The red Jan Medhall. Uh, J A N. The regimental told you. The red R E D. Okay. I would think the Continental Soldier or the red. Regimental, the regimental soldier, but it says like the red Jan Menjol told you. What the hell is that? Must be some old expression. And then the one you know is: Do your ears hang low? Do they wobble to and fro? Can you tie them in a knot? Can you tie them in a bow? Can you throw them over your shoulder like a continental soldier? Do your ears hang low? Which is boring. Well, yeah, I was five when I learned. Right. <laughs> I was five when I heard, do your balls hang low? And I thought it was the funniest <laughs> thing I ever heard. Lisa, you're on the air in California. What up? Uh, hey, now. Hey, hey, now. now. <laughs> hey, now. Okay, so I... Hey, now. Hey, okay, now. So I, wanted, hey now. I want to talk about Ralph. I want to talk about Ralph. And I'm going to say this with all due respect because I really <laughs> like Ralph. Okay, I really like Ralph. Every, everyone on the show is an open book except for him and Howard he tells you he's straight but the conversation last Wednesday was very <laughs> telling okay right. once and for all could you please get Ralph to come out of the closet on the air he needs to be liberated he needs well let's it. assume okay. let's assume you're right let's assume that Ralph is gay for okay. some reason right. you know let's take that assumption as a, a, a thing mm-hmm and, uh, you know, look, what am I going to do? I, you could imagine I've probably gone to him at this point and said, listen, it's time for you to come out of the closet because he's my friend and I would like him to live an authentic life. Yes. I'd like him to be liberated. I'd like him to be able to tell the world free. from the free. highest hill, free, freedom. That's what we talk <laughs> about in America. Freedom, free to carry a gun, free to make sure no one gets an abortion, free to, free to, free to be gay. Um, so. You know, I, I would like him to be out of the closet. Now, there is no possible reason that I can figure out why Ralph would not be gay. In other words, why wouldn't he be openly gay? But and why that's wouldn't why he be I, open with you? Right. Because he knows there's no consequence. Well, maybe he has been open with me, but I can't out him. Right? Do you ever consider oh, that? No. Well, you know, right. there was just a, a a recent outing of someone. Uh, do you Harry know Styles. this story? I don't. Yeah, What's Harry the story? Styles at Wembley and Wembley Stadium. He he outed this uh, fan in the front row with a, a flag. He took a rainbow flag and he said, "Okay, Mateo, I'm going to out you as soon as the flag raised above my head." And it was just, all of a sudden it goes up and everyone goes, "You're out." No, 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 I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about oh, Rebel Wilson having to oh. come out because an article was going to be produced or, or written about her and her relationship. Yeah, I, I so saw that she is now openly gay. And yes, you're right, Robin. I did see something about where it was questionable about why she came out. Now, so Lisa, to answer your question, yeah. 
I would be very happy if Ralph, if he is gay, would come out of the closet. But only, only if, A, he felt comfortable with it. And B, I always assume people are telling me the truth. And he does say to me that he is straight. Now, I know Chris Wilding went out again with Ralph on another uh, date. Oh, they've on been out Sunday. since we last talked to them? That's correct, Robin. I was uh, going to bring this up uh, later in the show, but as long as Lisa has called in. Chris, what happened on Sunday and what happened with you and Ralph? We uh, we were out again. You know, I I Ralph lives near me and I like right. to eat outside because of COVID. And Ralph doesn't give me the third degree because of that. So we've been hanging out a lot, eating outside. And, uh, you know, part of the fun of eating outside in the summer, for me anyway, is scoping out the hot guys that <laughs> that walk by. And uh, Ralph, <laughs> Ralph likes to help me do that. So we yeah, have Ralph was we, able to point out hot guys. Well, I would notice Ralph kind of looking over my shoulder, looking at something, and invariably, when I saw what was walking by, it was a guy or a group of hot guys. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. But that so was you for are... me. He'd go, he'd go, I bet you'd like him. I'd go, oh, yeah, he's, he's nice. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this, and I won't dwell on yes. this. Yes. Uh, you know, listen, as you know, I don't, this Rebel Wilson story that Robin points out is disgraceful. The paper, yeah. here, I'm getting some notes on it. I didn't know the full story. The paper gave her three days to answer the allegations that she was gay. So she came out on her own. And then uh, the paper got mad at her because she scooped them. She, they, they didn't get, you know, right. so. They gave her a chance to let them, you know, blast her news all over the world. And then she decided to come out on her own. Uh, to thwart them, you know, because people shouldn't be dragged out. Well, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I'm, Chris, I'm sure you do, too. So well, it can Lisa, be very dangerous for certain people as well. So, Chris, if Ralph is gay and yeah. I will work on this, too, we should encourage Please. him to come out because Lisa wants him out of the closet. She <laughs> wants this. To happen. Lisa wants I do. It. I like yeah. him. Why, I, I really, why do I you want Ralph out of the gay. closet so badly, though? Why do you yeah, want what him difference to, does it make to you? Yeah, well, what is going you know on what? in your life? I know this sounds really weird, but I actually kind of have a crush on Ralph, and I, I've had it for years. Um, I, you know, I, I thought at the very least, well, he's Metro. You know, Metro's cool. I like Metro right. men. Um, um, you know, he's just so much. He's so much going for him, and and I just it was so apparent last Wednesday that okay, so maybe I'm you know I have a crush on a guy that's you know. Like you want to know the sad. You want to know the sad thing, Lisa. What? Yeah. We what? would have known. We would have known if Ralph was gay. If fucking Ronnie <laughs> had just told us who he was voting for, <laughs> Ralph called in and said, "Ralph called in and said, I will tell the truth on the air if Ronnie tells us who he's voting for." And we all already okay. knew Ronnie had voted for Trump. I mean, it wasn't a big secret. Who cared? We, I know we knew in the first election he did didn't really <laughs> change anything. He couldn't do it for the team, and you know when Ronnie says he's a team player, he is to a certain extent. But uh, it would have been it would have been the greatest bit in the show history. Ronnie could have been responsible for the greatest yeah. bit in show history, but he refused to do it. And you know 
I do harbor That's why some I didn't resentment. want him at the table when we were discussing Thank you. the Radio Hall of Fame. <laughs> now you make sense. Now, now I understand your decision. So I, mu- I must even. think about that once a day. Like if only Ronnie had just, you know, it was, know. A, it was a binary choice. It was one. It was of a two scumbag people. move. Yeah, it was a scumbag it, move. It was. It was. <laughs> yeah. I got on my hands and knees and begged my old pal Ronnie, who, you know, I've been pretty good, he too. He did I not think. come through. He did not He liked come the power. Through. No, no, no. He liked the power. He was being a dick. But, uh, Ronnie, <laughs> if you want to defend yourself, go ahead. But I'll never, there's nothing never. To, there's nothing to defend because it's a stupid thing. If the guy no, wanted not. to come out of the closet, he could come out of the closet but he anytime I mean, he wants. Again, I don't know what he is, but he said, if Ronnie tells me who he voted for, I'll give you the truth. And, Why again, didn't I'm, you? I, I'm supposed to believe that from Ralph? No. Yeah, he would do it. Because he never, he he would never do tells it. anything. What? No, he's a man of then, his word. Then the onus would be on him, Don't not what on you. Don't me, Robin, okay? Don't <laughs> what me. I can't what you? Don't what, no, don't don't what me, okay? Don't what me. <laughs> Are you prepared? Can I why you? <laughs> would you tell us who you voted for now? I oh, mean, so, stop uh, it. Leave me alone. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Shit. by the way speaking of ronnie Uh i think i'm not i'm not speaking out of school do you you know about the bit next week right ron yes that we're doing yeah we got a great bit next week we are playing uh jep horny jep horny (laughs) do you know what that is robin jep horny i can't imagine I'm doing a little commercial for what we're doing next week because it's going to be great. Ronnie's going in a head-to-head battle with Lenny Dykstra to see who is the top pervert in the world. (laughs) It's either Ronnie or Lenny, and everyone's debated this for a long time. And I got a bunch of sex questions, and I'm going to ask the questions, and we'll finally know who is the winner of Jep Horny. I'm getting blood for right now. I know you're getting blood flow, but you better prepare yourself for a, a blockbuster. Battle of the Creeps is coming up next week. All right. As yeah. Ronnie goes head-to-head with Lenny Dykstra. What do you think, Ron? I, my money's on you. I don't know, man. This guy's pretty fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> if Ronnie calls you fucked up, you must be fucked up. Who will be the professor of pussy? Ronnie or Lenny? Who's Dr. Pussy, yes. Yeah, who will get his doctorate in pussy? <laughs> who who will win the World Series of Cunt? Ronnie or Lenny? Yeah, Lenny was a great baseball player. Don't get me wrong. They, he was known as Nails. He was one of the greatest. Oh, he was awesome. But it doesn't mean, Ronnie, he's the perviest man in America. I believe you will hold the title. Ronnie is a great right. driver. Well, right. he was putting pine tar on his bat. I was getting pussy juice on my cock. <laughs> <laughs> nails my ass. Ask, oh, ask he, you, he nails your ass. Yeah, no, I nails my ass. Who will? Nails. Who will be? Who will be the Einstein of gash? <laughs> who should be? Should be interesting. Who will be the Prince of Pervs? The Nobel Laureate of Muff. (laughs) Right. Now you're in the spirit. Who will be the Sultan of Slit? (laughs) The Titan of Twat. (laughs) Who will be the possessor of the Stanley Cunt? (laughs) 
<laughs> Who will be the king of snatch? Ronnie the limo driver or Lenny the baseball player? All right. You'll know for sure there'll be a clear-cut winner as we play Jep Horny. I can't even imagine what the questions are for this oh, amazing I went contest. <laughs> I went through them last night, and I think Ronnie will do very well in this. Really? Because he knows everything about the vagina. I don't know. I don't know how much of a scholar Lenny is. We we'll see. We don't know Lenny's full history. Yeah. Lenny claims to know a lot. But will he be the leader of labia? <laughs> <laughs> right, Ronnie Puppet? The Prince of Pegging. Hey. <laughs> oh, that's Ronnie. <laughs> that would be me. Yeah. <laughs> Who will be Ronnie Puppet, the victor of Vulva? That would be. Oh, I, me. I think Lenny takes shit in his ass, too. Oh. You do? Well, yeah. we'll find out. Yeah. That's fighting words for Lenny. Yeah. <laughs> you got to ask him that, a, Ronnie. I think yeah, he took I a pickleball paddle in his ass. That's what I think. <laughs> Ronnie, you got to do a like a smackdown when um, like bef right before you guys start playing, you go, "Yeah, I think Ron I think Lenny you taking a few <laughs> things in your ass." You know what I mean? Just to fuck yeah. him up a little, you know? You got to yeah. get in there. I think he bent over for Ron Darling is what I got to play with his head. <laughs> right. Play with his head. Say, "You know what? That's you know right. what, Lenny? Yeah. You might be a good ball player, but I'm the godfather of gash and I'm going to kick yeah. your ass." That's it. You got to talk gotta a little psych shit. Him out. You got to psych him out. Right, Ronnie Puppet? Yeah. While he was <laughs> staring at Mr. Met, I was getting pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet you he used to shoot baseballs out of his ass, cunt. That's what I think. <laughs> Is that what you call it, Ronnie Puppy, uh, Puppet? Uh, ass cunt? Ass cunt, yeah. 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 You say, Stephanie, put it in my ass, cunt. Yeah, put it in my ass, cunt. <laughs> a Spalding. I'm the commander of ass, cunt, by the way. Yeah. Commander. Yeah. yeah. While he was in the dugout, I was eating cunt out. <laughs> While he was sliding into second base, I was sliding dildos into my ass. <laughs> Jet Horny. It's going to be yeah. big next week. Tune in. Jet Horny. I was wondering how you're going to make that work. Of labia. <laughs> yeah, that took a lot of thought, honestly. Alex Tremuff. <laughs> was up all night with that. Oh, yes. All right. Well, anyway, it's going to be a great bit. I'm looking forward to it, Ronnie, and I think you can do very, very well. Um, yeah. You want to Lenny talk knows bunts, but I know cunts. So there. Yeah. Uh, Ronnie, I could talk a little sex. Yeah, I had sex yesterday with my wife. How do you like that? Oh, nice. Congrats. Yeah. You know what? Uh, uh, Beth had told me earlier in the day she was on her period. So I wasn't uh, thinking about it. But uh, she uh, sent me a um, selfie of her. You know, she's standing in the bathroom in her uh, bra and panties. 
Or wow. something. I don't nice. know. It looked like brown panties or a bathing suit. And I said, let's go. That's what I, I texted back. Let's go. I mean, what what is this? Don't get me charged up. You look good. Let's do it. Don't tease. And uh, I said, are you, <laughs> but you're on your period, huh? And she goes, nope, hasn't come yet. So I hustled her right into the fantasy suite <laughs> and took her. Nice. Yeah. That's like some Ronnie action, you know, where he gets I was the like picture. Ronnie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nothing went in my ass, but uh, we <laughs> we had a, it wasn't quite the Ronnie action. And, and I was going to try something new. I told you I have this uh, new position I wanted to try out. But yeah. Why, she's looking out the window deal? Did you do that? Yeah, I wanted to do that. But uh, we didn't even get to that. I was was quick on the draw, and I had to get back to work. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, I did it. I uh, had it. I had sex. I was wild. And it was unexpected. That's great. I had the weirdest thing happen uh, to me on Sunday. Um, I woke up um, Sunday morning, and I was all charged up for some reason. And uh, Stephanie was in the shower, right? So I played. I played like I didn't care. She was in the shower, and I was shaving and all this shit. And all of a sudden, I just like I couldn't like resist anymore. So I walked into the shower and uh, I did her in the shower, right? And the weird, the weirdest fucking thing happened when I blew my load. Oh my God. For, I guess it was from the blood rush down to my dick. And the fucking hot water from the shower. I yeah. got all fucking lightheaded, man. It was weird. Uh-oh. When I, when I blew my load, it was fucking crazy. Is it? That's that's some load. I mean, it, it, it almost knocked you out. Yeah. Yeah, it almost, it almost knocked me out. I almost fucking fell down on the floor. Wow. <laughs> like when, when it started happening, yeah. did you go, oh, shit, Stephanie, I'm, I'm getting dizzy. Uh, yeah. Did you, no, I didn't, yeah. No, man. I, I made sure I finished. Oh, and then it, it was like, then it was like when I, you know, I was like wobbly for a minute. Right. And then, then I was fine. It's crazy. Did they she notice that's... any of this? This is also romantic. No, no, because <laughs> she was looking at the wall. Oh. oh. <laughs> is that a, uh, I think that's a side effect from COVID. They call that cum dizziness. I've read about it. <laughs> cum dizziness, yeah. I heard the wedding is, uh, Still at an impasse. Ronnie wants a small wedding. Stephanie wants 150 plus people, and uh, oh. Ronnie won't give her the dream wedding. No, dude, I told her that you know I'm waiting for her to make the move and tell me where we're going and all that kind of stuff. But uh, she still hasn't done it. She's busy with her new job, so that's okay. That's fine. So what's the impasse? Why do the guys think there's an impasse? There really isn't. You're yeah, willing there's no to get... in... there's no impasse. You're... I mean, I told her she wanted to, you know. Go down to Elvis Chapel or City Hall, whatever she wanted to do. You know, call up a few people and that's it. Boom. Done. If she wants. But, but, but Ron, I thought she she wants 150 people. Yeah, I know. Why but you she all, I also No, I said, I don't care now. Do whatever you right. want. So you know? you'll hmm. take, you'll go to the 150 people yeah. wedding if that's yeah, what she, she has. Yeah, she, she has the place picked out already. It's a really fucking cool hotel. It's got like this... Um, you know, it's got this fucking place up on top of the fucking hotel and shit. You know? So what are you waiting for? Let's do it, Ronnie. What the fuck? I'll you? help you coordinate it. Who the fuck needs you, man? <laughs>
Well, I'm a good coordinator. <laughs> nah, I got a good coordinator here. Really? I'll do a better job. I so let's dude, do it. I, I have a dude that's like the mayor of a fucking Vegas. He knows Forget everybody. him. Anyways, last week you told me that you did not want to do a 150-person wedding. No, I told you she could do whatever she wanted. No, 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 no. She took control of it. That's not true. Oh, bullshit. So let's do it. What are we waiting for? What are, are you we, saying he's lying now, John? Yes, you a, he is. He's bending the truth. Bullshit. I said the tape. I said it was all. I said it was all up to her. To no, get this thing rolling. You also said you did not want to have a not, 150 person wedding. I said that, but I said I would agree to it if she no, what the, you wanted. This is this is news to me. That yeah, if she like, agreed well, to it. You know, you don't live in my fucking house. I would love to. Thank I would God. like to do it embedded with no, you no, for two no, weeks no. and sleep in the same bed in a Good. cot. Well, no, can I say Howard, something? Howard, can I, can I tell you what this asshole wants to do? <laughs> Go ahead. He wants, he wants to ship JD out here to my house. Go ahead. And put him and live in my bedroom with us and sleep on a cot in what? my bedroom. What's the thought there, John? I like it. What do you think? I see he likes it. I think. JD is a great journalist, you know, and I think he's a method journalist. And for him to be in the same room as them, no. he would he would capture every moment, twenty four seven, to see how they breathe, how they sleep, how they get along. I don't. I want nothing to do. I don't want to be in the same bedroom as them at all. Sorry. <laughs> and you call oh, them team you'd, players. You'd love it, JD. You'd be yeah. jerking and what off are you, man, like crazy. And, uh, Oh, and what up. are you thinking? <laughs> and what are you thinking? Maybe like a month or six months in the bedroom with them? I mean, to really in bed? Well, it depends. If I could lock the doors from the outside, then for sure. But I think 48 hours would be the best thing. Uh-huh. Do you think, John, that um, Ronnie is delaying the wedding? Is that the impression no. you got him, despite his on-air bravado? Dude, it's not even me now. It's not me. I got nothing to do with it now. It's all she's I mean, been. She's real busy. And, and she John, what do you hear about it? I think he is delaying. I think he doesn't want to do a big wedding because he may not want to be the center of attention. You know, I, I asked Ronnie, could he surprise Stephanie with a rabbi or a priest to come over? And he was like, uh, she would say no. She wants a nice. 150 person wedding, but Ronnie is dragging, dragging his feet on it. I'm and not now he's my feet. So let's do it, baby. But why would you think Ronnie is delaying the wedding? They've only been engaged for 15 years. I mean, that is <laughs> not a, <laughs> it's not that long. You know, maybe um, he's holding on to something. He's, you know, what am holding, I holding on to asshole. The youth of a relationship, maybe getting married scares him in a sense. Oh, please. I'm too old for that shit, dude. Who cares? At this point. Right. right. But you just said you it. Who cares at this point? I no. care. That, I'm, I'm giving her what she wants. I just told her to take the reins and go ahead and do it. Well, I think a, a marriage should be, a wedding should be done as a couple right. together. You know what? Listen. Has Blit talked to Stephanie? That's the question. I would like to. Nobody stops you from talking to Stephanie. No, it's, she, it's true. She comes on our Friday meetings. You never asked her. No, but to have a focused conversation about planning well, a wedding. Well, if you remember, I had to propose to Stephanie for Ronnie, and now I probably have to marry you her. You have to marry her, too? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> if she's, the girl's ever going to get married. I mean, let's face it. Uh, all right, fellas. Thank you, uh, Ronnie, right. the limo driver. Check him out. Check out Ronnie. He's preparing for the big sex off. See who the biggest uh, pervert is going to go up against Lenny Dykstra, and they're going to be asked questions about vagina, titties, ass, everything. 
Nice. Are you prepared, Ronnie, or are you uh, rehearsing or practicing? <laughs> no, what no, are you he's just going. I'm going in. He's been preparing his whole life. He knows his whole life has been preparation yeah. for this. Exactly. That's right. However, yeah. however, the coin falls into the slot. That's how it falls. <laughs> right. All right, Ron. Good for you. All right. That's my man, Ronnie, the limo driver, who could have given us the answer that Lisa wanted. Right, Lisa? He could have said who he well. voted for. I don't know why it was such a big deal for Ronnie to admit who he voted for, but evidently it was. It was no Let's big deal. Let's hope this sex off uh, surpasses our expectations and erases that terrible thing that Ronnie did to the show. He did a bad thing. He did. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. All right, well, That's Lisa. Oh, thanks. Have a great summer, Howard. Lisa says she wants to know if Ralph is gay or not because she's always been attracted to him. And I'll tell you what, Lisa, uh, all this question about Ralph's sexuality, I have seen him with women. You yeah. have? Yep. Yeah. Yes, I have. Over okay, the years. Okay, that was he, my question. Yeah, mm -hmm. I've seen him with a couple of girls. And uh, the relationships honestly never lasted that long, but he has fucked a few women that I know of. And okay, I used well, to go to uh, I used to go to the strip clubs with him, and he seemed pretty charged he up loves in there strip with clubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. yeah. Well, he I, could be bisexual. That's, that's I, I looked possible. over; he had a boner when the girls were lap dancing. So you actually you saw a boner. Hey, boner! I felt it. I, I made sure to see if there was something that was very much in doubt. <laughs> now I don't know what he was doing. He's pretty dark in there in that champagne room. <laughs> I don't know what was. But going he was on. always up for the party. And oh, I never yeah. heard anybody saying Ralph stayed in another room. And I met women he dated. So, yeah. I mean, what can I tell you? So I'm, I, I believe the boy when he tells me he's straight. But uh, all, all things point to him being gay, according to everybody. Well, uh, I think they took a gay turn at some point. You know, it was like all of a sudden it was like, maybe he's gay. I mean, from the first night I met my wife. She said to me, oh, you know, you know, your friend Ralph is gay. And I said, no, he's not. You know, what she, she was sitting next to him at the dinner party that yeah. I met my wife at. And, and and she said, oh, I just thought he was a very nice gay guy who maybe we'd become friends and we could go shopping together. <laughs> um, <laughs> See, the, the, he wasn't even giving off heterosexual vibes that night. And he claimed well, he was trying to pick her up. Yeah. He said to me at one point, I can't believe you kind of muscled in on the girl I was working that night. And I go, what do you mean? Who are you talking about? He goes, Beth. He goes, I sat down next to her. I was working her. And then you kind of came in and, and took her from me. And I was like, I swear to you, I had no idea. I would never cock block you. I'd be, you know, I didn't know you were hitting on her even. And she certainly didn't know. <laughs> I said, if you were hitting on her, you weren't making it obvious. But he was mad at me for stealing his girl. <laughs> what am I going to tell you, man? I'm tired. I was watching. Uh, I'm watching this show on Netflix, but I'm going to bail on it. It's called Home Edit. What's that? It's um, it's these two ladies who are organizers, and they go to people's homes and they 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 oh. organize their homes. And so many people, they live like slobs, pigs. It's disgusting. And you know those kind of shows. They go in, these two Yentas, and they got a whole team, and they, you know, some some women, they got this one um, uh, 
supermodel, Winnie Harlow. You ever seen her? She's, no. uh, she, they go over to her place. She got like 50,000 lipsticks, 50,000 eyeliners, 50,000. And they're even like, why do you need all this? And you no, know, it's my business. I'm a supermodel. And, uh, I need, uh, I need all these things. Well, they organize. She's got all kind of hair pieces. Don't ask what's going on. They go in there and organize. I was like, you know, she could throw out half this shit. She didn't even know it existed. She couldn't even find it. It was buried under That's so right. Much crap. It's useless to her because she doesn't know it's there. That's right. But they organize a beautiful job. But I don't like the show because they don't get into the nitty and the gritty. I want to see what products they use to organize. They don't really. It's all like learn. magic. It just turns into this yeah. fantastic situation. Yeah. So I was watching it. Beth walked in. She thinks she thinks she's married to a teenage girl. I'm busy watching home edit. She didn't even want to watch it with me. Yeah, but, I don't uh, know how you found that. How did you find that on one of your uh following one of your journalists or something? Yeah, I was talking minimalism journalists. Watch home edit. I'm watching that. Now they're over at Catherine Schwarzenegger's house, who evidently can't figure out how to organize her garage. I'm like, what are you fucking kidding me? She's she, not even she, letting them in the house. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she didn't even. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Catherine Schwarzenegger is married to Chris somebody. I don't even know the guy. He's an actor. Pratt. And who? Oh, Chris, oh, Chris Pratt. Pratt. Yeah, from Chris Pratt. Uh, Guardians of from? the Galaxy. Oh, OK. There you go. So she's married to him. She's an attractive gal. Sure. Uh, Catherine Schwarzenegger. I like her. Nice body. She had a kid. She came snapping right back, you should see. She the got titties those Arnold and everything. jeans in there. She got the Arnold jeans. She got the, <laughs> the titties and the, she was, she looked good. But she can't organize her garage. She got to hire these Yentas to come in and organize a garage. And they had such shit in this garage. I could organize that garage in two minutes. You could, everything in there, they could have thrown it out. out throw there. it all out. Oh, was like he had like five baseball bats. I'm like, throw those out. He had a lot of manly things in there. Yeah. Yeah. But uh I don't know. I, I'm into organizing. I'm right now trying to organize my desk. Maybe you should and, have these girls to your house. You know, I said that to <laughs> my wife. I said, I said, you know, what the problem is. What they do is they come in with a whole team. I, you know, I was feeling kind of lame that I couldn't organize my office, but I realized they got 10 people working on a room and they got two dudes that come in with fucking tools and they build shelves and right. don't ask what goes on. And, uh, I was like, you know what? I make good money. I should just hire them. Let them just do my office, but I don't want it on TV. I just want them to come in and do it and my closet too. And then my attic. Uh, I got so much to What's do. What's going on up in the attic? Well, Beth's starting to throw some stuff out. Um, we have a we have some room in our attic where we have you know extra stuff, and a lot of it should just go right in the garbage. We haven't seen it in years. And then I'm trying. I'm I want one area in the attic where nobody touches my stuff, and I'm going to make like a little store up there of things that I need, but I can't keep in my office because my office is getting too jam packed full of shit. Mm. So I want to go up there every once in a while and, and get some things. But uh, everyone touches my shit. The whole attic, the whole fucking attic is 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 full of stuff. My little area keeps getting moved around where I keep all my little things. The other day I go up there and I see all all my shit's been moved. 
I go, honey, what is this? That, that attic, no one's there. She goes, you weren't supposed to go up there. I had to put a rug up there and blah, 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 blah. So we moved all your stuff. I go, where, why can't I have one area where no one moves my stuff in that fucking attic? <laughs> why? What? Why can't I get that? Why can't I get that? What are you asking me for? I don't know. I have, uh, like, I, <laughs> okay. I'm a painter. I'm a painter. And, and the paper I use is Archie's paper. I'm very specific about it. And I have a lot of it. And I have it situated so it won't get bent. It won't get dirty. And I keep it there for the day I'm going to need it. Yeah. Everybody moves this paper. I'm telling Robin, <laughs> no matter where I put it, I come up the next time the paper's somewhere. It's not flat. It's, I, I go, I, I can't win. So Beth now has designated an area in the attic for me, and it's got wooden shelves. And she said, this is where I put my stuff, and it will never be moved. And I don't believe it. I believe it will be moved. And Well, you got to try it out, Howard. You, you've got to try it out. Uh-oh. Ralph's on the phone. He's tired of everyone questioning his sexuality. You want me to take it? <laughs> Go ahead, pal. Absolutely. I'm so tired of this. No, listen, first of all, a few things. A couple of three things. Uh, first of all, I was not mad at you. What That discussion with Beth happened after you met her. We met her. And I Ralph. simply said to Ralph. you, I said, listen, dude. I said, how do you know I wasn't trying to pick her up? And then all of a sudden you come in. And, you know, I was a little annoyed on that level. I wasn't saying... I wasn't Dude, saying you stole her. I was. I, I just was. Saying, you like, said hey, to man. me that you were interested in her. I said, "How do you know I wasn't?" Because I know my feeling. I wasn't interested in her in that way. But I thought to myself, "Well, maybe." How does he know I wasn't? And he just comes along after I've Hold been it. sitting here for Wait half an hour a second, with her. Dude. Wait How do you a know second. I wasn't? You didn't number check one. It with me. Number one. I got to tell you something. Now you're you, pissing me off because. What? We were all sitting at a table eating dinner. I didn't see you involved with her. You were sitting next to her, but I was sitting across from her. I was completely involved with her. She, I started to tell her fortune by uh, holding her hand and uh, reading her palm, which is oh, my classic move, which I is should've. always a winner. I should have done that. <laughs> 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 no, honestly, there was no indication that you were with her. And by the way, I really didn't hit on her. Uh, when we got up to go to the club, she came over to me and told me I had nice eyes. I wasn't doing. I wasn't doing anything. I know. Wrong. I was just. It was just. You know, at the time, it was just kind of like I, I don't even remember it that well because it really. I wasn't upset or anything. It was just like I was just like, hey man, I was kind of busting your balls too, and like, hey, maybe I was going for her. How do you know? She thought you were gay. Yeah, I know. And you know this Chris, who I'm not going to dinner with anymore. First of all, right. he he doesn't know what's going on because he's high as a kite. He's texting right. me. He's like, I'm freaking out. I'm sitting here. I ate half an edible, and I, I'm not checking out guys with him. He's checking out guys, and I'm sitting there laughing How at the guy who's checking out. Ralph, if, if I see your eyes moving, wait a, a second. Good-looking guy walked by. Fine. And you and looked if, at them. 
How was no, I to I know, know a good looking? Wait this, a second. This, Let this, me just this say guy, one thing. Guy, here's an interaction. Here's a story. So this guy goes running by without a shirt. I'm, we're on like a sidewalk cafe. <laughs> and Chris, Chris's head almost explodes. So I turn around and look at the guy. I go, that guy? You're into him? He doesn't look that good. Yeah. Wait a second. And then the three other times, I turned around because your head did the same thing. And there were listen, hot guys, guys behind guys, me. Well, guys, guys, listen. No, there's no hot guys or girls in Jersey Ralph, City, sadly. If you're tired, yes. Ralph, it's a very unattractive town. Ralph, no, if, you're ti- if you're tired of all this question about your sexuality hey, I, I'm not and a the gay speculation. Man. I, I am not, I'm not a gay man. There's no closet to come out of. I'm not going to say any more than that. And that's there it. you go. That's it. He, that's I don't know the what end else of it. To say. You got to ask nine ways to Sunday. Chris, do you believe him? He says he's straight <laughs> as an arrow. I don't know if he said he was straight just there, but no, I, 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 if he's saying he's straight, I don't fully believe it. No. And what, he said he's what, not a gay man. Right. Like, it, it, what, what is with Chris? Like, every minute I, I see Chris, he's got to run in and report it. For, no, Ralph, I, some lady, some Lisa called in about you. I didn't say anything about you. Well, then how did the dinner, this dinner discussion come up? And we, and, and I'm, a, and I'm not dinner with you because all the Howard, time, Chris. Chris, I'm not dinner with you three times Ralph, in three I never months. Said that. You said that's Ralph, exactly Ralph, what you said. I was listening. Listen. I no, you weren't. I listened. I listened with my ears. You go. I were here all the Ralph, time. Ralph, a lady called in and asked about you, and Howard brought me on to ask about you. I didn't volunteer any information about Howard dinners or anything like that. Apparently, Chris and Ralph had dinner again. Let's bring Chris on. So you just yeah, and I talked dinner about dinner. So I mean, what's the big time. deal? We went for dinner. Who cares? Maybe Ralph. Maybe Ralph feels. Maybe Ralph feels it was a private date, and uh, he wants to keep oh, on the down low. Ralph, I don't please. go to dinner with you for airtime. I, I go to dinner. I would never I go... fuck Chris. He would report it right away. <laughs> <laughs> well, why else would I fuck you? No. Uh, all right, guys, listen. Ralph says Girl. you heard the answer. I'm not going to go on with this. I'm not. You know, Ralph is a straight man. He said he he's is, not he gay. <laughs> he didn't say that. Uh, you're, Ralph, you're putting you, words in his mouth. Uh, all right, let me end this. Just leave Ralph, me alone. Ralph, are you straight? <laughs> yes, completely. Can't all you right. tell? <laughs> Can I take I umbridge know. with something? Well, Ralph? I got. I, I, I got to say something. Get a it's, straight answer. It, it's hard listening to a straight man break up with his gay boyfriend. Uh, right now. <laughs> we do this once a week. This is par for the course. No, all right, it's enough right. already. Like Ralph, you, you are straight. You're straight. That's it. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's it. So let's I'm go with that. Completely. Straight. So let's am I. So am I. Pussy's the greatest. Pussy is awesome. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right, Ralphie, there it is. For those of you who wanted to know, Ralph says he's straight. I don't see any reason why we wouldn't take him what, at his what's word. What does Lisa look like, by the way? I don't know. She didn't say. I didn't ask. I'll fight but you I for know. her, Ralph. Because she now thinks you're gay. So he wants you to come out of the <laughs> She closet. has a crush on you. Thing. All right, I'm going to ask for uh, a vote. Oh, Ralph no. has now declared himself straight. He says he's 100% straight. He's not interested in men. <laughs> How many people here believe Ralph is straight? I'll start with you, Robin. Is Ralph straight? I believe he's not gay. All right. What is the difference? I'm not getting it. Well, there's a difference between gay and a lot of other things you could be. Yeah, there's a whole flag, Howard. All the yeah. different colors. Well, what is he, trans? <laughs> I, think, I think he's Q. I think he's Q. 
What's Q? What does that mean, Q? Questioning. Do you think he's questioning or he's gone there already? Isn't that a guy at Star Trek? (laughs) All right. right. Thanks, Ralph. Okay. Goodbye. Who cares? You know what? Go do whatever you want. Exactly. Thank you. Right. Right. I really don't give a shit anymore. I can't spend the whole show talking about Ralph's sexuality. (laughs) I mean, my God. I don't think anyone believes the declaration Ralph just made. Well, he didn't make it as definitively as he made the I'm not gay statement. Right. J.D. told me he thinks Ralph is bi-fluid, whatever that is. So there you go. What is bi-fluid, J.D.? Just, you know, he'll, he's, uh, he, he, he'll go with uh, whoever he likes. It's not uh, Man, you know, men, men's, men's or women's, right? Yeah, whoever. Right. So, uh, you know, he, he, he likes fun. He's, he's, he's pro fun. That's what he is. Right. Thank you. All he right, likes meeting well. girls. He likes meeting guys. Okay. Right. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> All right. We did a poll of a quick Insta poll of the staff. Everyone believes Ralph is bi. Uh, 20 out of 20 people believe he's bisexual. That's what they think. I don't know. He says he's straight. Okay. Anyway. I'm probably bailing on home edit. I don't think I'm getting enough information out of it. I need something more educational. Yeah, I need you ideas. Can't learn anything from it? They're not giving yeah. you product uh, right, information. Some, no. All right. Here's some news. A uh, couple of things, okay? And I don't even know where to begin this morning because there's so much shit to go through. I got an update on Underdog Woman. I got an update on um, what the fans are saying. I what got, is Underdog uh, Woman doing? Has she gone back to work? What's going on with her? Uh, well, Wolfie recently interviewed a man by the name. This all ties together. If, as long as you're asking, I'll go to it first. And so Wolfie interviewed a dude named Balthazar. Balthazar Ashanistan. Mm-hmm. And he claims to be a real-life vampire. He's a, a he's a 56-year-old gay man from New Orleans who feeds on actual human blood. And here's a clip of Wolfie talking to him. This will get to your thing about underdog. All right. What are some of the benefits of drinking blood? Um, I'm less grumpy. Um, I'm one of those people that it really shows. If I'm not feeding properly, my hair is limp and lifeless. My eyes are kind of dull and my skin gets kind of ashy. So I'm literally look like i haven't been feeding right how do you incorporate vampirism into your lovemaking as a gay man if i'm doing anal with someone i will bite them on the shoulder so i'll just pee and fuck so you're penetrating the guy in his anus then you're also biting onto his back at the same time and and sucking out blood not necessarily biting hard but yes so there you have that is Balfazar Ashanistan, Ashanistan. So we so we contacted Suzanne, who of course plays the role of underdog, but also as you know, she has an interpretive dance of vampires. She does an interpretive dance of Vlad the Impaler, who is Dracula. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we said to uh, Suzanne, who's a Dracula expert. Uh, you know, is this guy really a vampire? We wanted to know. So, anyway, she's so passionate about Dracula 
that recently she started leaving Chris Wilding frantic messages about an upcoming Dracula anniversary. She was calling him constantly. So he called her to follow up, and this is what she had to say. And this will get to your question. All right. So, Suzanne, you called me. You said you had a big announcement. Go ahead. On May 17th, Bram Stoker's novel Dracula will be 125 years old, a century and a quarter. And what are you doing to celebrate? I haven't been uh, asked to do um, a, a live performance later that same day. That would really be appropriate. And what about on Sirius, if we were to give you some time on the radio? The way, the way I... Uh, impersonate Dracula, it has to be seen. Being heard is not enough. You have to see it because it's dance. Yeah. What's wrong with you? (laughs) So anyway, uh, oh, and I should mention that Suzanne really wants to celebrate the anniversary of Bram Stoker's novel on Jimmy Kimmel's show, not on our show. Oh, I see. Uh, Jimmy had her on 16 years ago. To portray her character underdog and she's been obsessed with him ever since she made a heartfelt plea to get jimmy to get back on jimmy's show if you want to hear that this is her talking directly to jimmy all right dear mr kimmel i i urge you to take advantage of another uh dramatic specialty of mine i'm sure you've heard that uh, that i do dracula through dance I was the first to portray uh, Dracula through dance, and I had a very hard time. No dance companies that that I appealed to uh, would perform it. So I struggled alone for years, and then in 1986, I found out that someone else had made a dance version of Dracula, which dancers agreed to do when they turned mine down, saying that Dracula was too morbid a subject for dance. So I urge you, please, please think carefully about utilizing me in Dracula presentations on Jimmy Kimmel Live at least a couple of times to salute uh, Dracula the novel on its century and a quarter milestone. Wow. Man, forceful, he yeah. pent-up rage about being rejected for some other well choreographer. Well, she did call dance companies and say she wanted to do an interpretive dance of Dracula, and then they went ahead and did one without her. I get I know. it. Yeah, it's passionate. So anyway, just as an aside, because you love Suzanne so much, you know, at one point in the conversation, she went to grab her paperback copy of Dracula. Uh-huh. I don't know what goes on, but as soon as she leaves the phone, some she starts making those weird sounds like she's in distress. You know, she's like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know what goes on, but this is her good. She goes to get the copy of the book and she starts in again. I don't know what happens. Something something goes on. Like maybe she panics and gets nervous that she can't find the book. I I know I know, I know just where to find it. I'll be uh, I'll be right back. Oh, 
See, wow. I mean, something goes on, yeah. <laughs> well, you wanted to know how she's doing, I'm telling you. That's amazing. Um, anyway, so we said to Suzanne, Suzanne, you're such a, you know, you're not only an expert on underdog, but you're an expert on Dracula. And she really is. And we asked Suzanne if she would speak with Balthazar, the human drag, you know, the, the gay Dracula. Yeah. And she, we said there, Suzanne, just let us know if this guy's a real life vampire or is he full of shit? We had a coke, so we, a coke, you know, we really had a beggar. Right. To I was going to say, she didn't just immediately agree to this, did she? No, no, it was tough because she doesn't like interacting with anyone, but here they are meeting on the phone for the first time and, Things got off to a horribly rocky start when they started talking. It was just, it was horrible. Okay. Horrible. And here you go. Hi, Suzanne. My name is Belfazar Ashanti Sun, and I am a actual sanguine vampire. Um, well, you know that uh, you're already contradicting uh, one point of the of vampire's overall MO. Um, how come you're here in, in the daylight hours? Actually, no. Even Dracula walked around during the day. Oh, I, I, I remember he wasn't, that. He wasn't, he wasn't comfortable. However, I am sensitive to daylight. I am not harmed by daylight. Well, like where I'm sitting not, currently, sir, please, where I'm sitting. Please. Please, let me, May let me I finish? On. May I oh, finish my. first? No. I'm not trying. Suzanne? No. Yeah, it was going horribly. I mean, what's a sanguine vampire? He goes, I'm, I am, uh, Suzanne, I am a sanguine vampire. Well, sanguine vampire. is a reference to blood. Oh. Oh. I didn't know that. So, the, I, you know, I know uh, Suzanne is very religious. So I don't know how down she is with the whole gay thing. I don't know. I don't want to speak for her, but I'm, I'm, at some point, Balfazar reveals to Suzanne that he sometimes feeds during gay sex. I think she's, it's not the gay thing. She's just so uncomfortable talking about sex, you know, even In when general, I used, yeah. yeah, when I would bring up sex to her, it would just be very fucking uncomfortable. So, <laughs> you know, I don't know what it was, but he starts talking about he feeds during gay sex and it was a lot for her to digest. Uh, this is Balthazar and Suzanne. One donor out of all my many donors over the years was actually a boyfriend. Yeah. Oh, my. And when we fed, when I fed, he got aroused. No. One thing led to another. We ended up having sex after I fed. But let me make it clear. Blood does not sexually arouse me. The sight of my boyfriend being very excited did sexually arouse me. Um, okay, okay. Um, <sighs> you know, the, the novel Dracula is a very sexually charged novel. I mean, it's yeah. very erotic. The biting and draining of women's fluids was uh, always well known as a euphemism for sex, but I don't think um, I don't think it Suzanne was lost really... on Suzanne. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Balthazar Ashanistan is the founder of the New Orleans Vampire Association, as you know, Robin. And how many are... people belong to that? <laughs> I think him. That's it. <laughs> 
So uh, the interview went on. It was uncomfortable. When the interview was over, we asked Suzanne if she thought Balthazar was indeed a real vampire. And she had some very specific thoughts on the subject that I'll share with you now. In your opinion, do you think that gentleman is or is not a vampire? I'd say he wasn't because, uh, um, because he didn't die and then rise again uh, uh, as, as a vampire. He had only the one life, the same Now, he, Balthazar did say he died for several minutes. Did you buy into that or not really? No, because he wasn't buried in the ground the way Lucy was in uh, Stoker's novel and then rise again to uh, uh, attack children. Anyway, Suzanne wasn't buying any of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I could go on and on. I don't know how well she's doing. It's hard to say. I mean, at one point, Chris was interviewing her and Wolfie was interviewing her. And she kept getting confused between who was Wolfie and who was Chris. And then she got upset because she felt she had insulted them. It was a, you know, it was it was a clusterfuck of uh, emotion. <laughs> Uh, really. Suzanne, you you are a delight. It was a pleasure to speak with you today. And thank is this Mister Wilding or, or Bob talking now? That's Bob. This is Bob. Do you think that Do you think that Mister Wilding and I sound the same? A bit, yes. Who's talking now, Bob? But who's talking now? Um, uh, Chris Wilding. You, you have that turned around, Suzanne. This is Mister Wilding. The other voice was Bob. Suzanne? Suzanne? Um, yes, Chris? That was actually Bob. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no! What's throwing you about this, Suzanne? Because, because I made a mistake in identifying the voices. Um, I've had too much experience in my life where uh, even though no one was, is, or will be perfect, that the pressure is always on that, that, that I... And I must be perfect. Suzanne, this is the friend zone. You do not have to worry about mistakes here. Thank you. Now, who said that? Bob. And who's talking now? Chris. You got it. Yeah, they, they just gave up and they let her win. Oh, my God. Because everything is 9-11 with her. You know, I mean, even just yeah, like not getting, yeah. I, we don't care. It's she wouldn't call. for all the time. All the time. She wouldn't call Wolfie Wolfie. She uh, said it sounded too much like a derogatory name for the Wolfman, the character the Wolfman ah. that she's a fan of. Yeah, so she doesn't call him Wolfie. She called him Bob. Nobody calls him Bob. We all call him Wolfie. <laughs> but, all right. Anyway, so there's your update. What do you think? I mean, uh, now do you feel like you know what's going on? I do. I I, yeah. I see that her anxiety is is still at a fever pitch. <laughs> yeah, we love her. We love her though. We love we love her. A lot of people talk about whack pack. Uh, Suzanne insists on not being in the whack pack. But how could um, she not be? <laughs> she didn't well, even she, have to join. She is a member. I know. Well, she doesn't want to be in it, but she, in my mind, she's the one of the greats. I mean, maybe the greatest. You know, we we never consider her. You know, when in we talk that about list, yeah, we talk about Eric the actor. We talk about uh, all the different uh, whack packers, but Suzanne is yeah, yeah. Um, Suzanne's fantastic. You know, she's got a real personality and, uh, and definite rules to live by. You know, I was thinking about I was looking on TV, and uh, oh, you know, I got to read you this article. I was going to say, speaking of uh, whack pack, you know, 
I was reminded when I saw American Idol was celebrating its 20th anniversary. That show's been on the air for 20 years, American Idol. But I think it was off for a couple of years. I don't well, know. Are they, they counting the years they were off? That's what I'm wondering. You know, I I don't know. But it said it's the 20th anniversary of American Idol. And I realized that's how we met Eric, the actor. The first time he called in, he was uh, he, he wanted a date with Kelly Clarkson. That was the first yeah. season. He was all consumed with American Idol. He wanted to know if, in fact, we could get him a date with Kelly Clarkson or some kind of hookup. And when we Why met him, would he was, think that about us? Uh, you know, people think we have powers, you know. <laughs> Hi. Eric, how old are you? 27. What's wrong with you? There's something wrong, right? Well, I'm a disabled person. I'm uh, only three foot five, three foot six. We got to get you down here. You're in love with Kelly Clarkson of American Idol? Yep. Maybe we can hook you two uh, kids up. If I can get her to come in here, maybe I can hook you up with her. <laughs> well, I wouldn't mind that, that's for sure. You got pictures of her hanging on your wall? No, but on my computer I have some photos. When you're whacking it, do you think about Kelly Clarkson? No. Tell the truth. No. All right, thanks. Uh, bye. All right. Hey, Eric. Oh. Huh? I'm going to give you 500 bucks. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I give you my address. You could yeah. be a little more excited about it. I, I'm excited. Thank you. <laughs> Enough with that guy. Wow. <laughs> I gave him 500. That was very was... funny. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my address. <laughs> Eric, the actor, died of heart problems on September 20th, 2014. I'm going to do some quick math. What year is this? 2022. 22. Mm, that's a You know, I don't have time for this. Uh, I'll do it later, Robin, and announce how long, really? how many You'll years Really? You'll tell us tomorrow. Out. You'll bring in the work. Well, all right. If you want me to do the math, I'll do it. I know that 14 to, to 20 would be 6. I know 4 plus 6 is 10. Yeah. So I go 2014, so six. Put six in the bank. Now, you, now you're right. up to 2020. All you, you got to do is six. add two. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, that means he's been gone 62 years. No, <laughs> no. he's been gone eight years. You have to add the six and the two. And I the star think. was born. That's right. And eight years ago, we lost him. You know, it's weird. I'm really good at math. My problem is I'm too quick with math. And then people get scared <laughs> off in, in terms of trying it on their own. You know, they get intimidated and say, I well, can't, a lot of people, I a lot of people need that guy. Kids today use calculators for that kind of math. And I can do it all in my head. <laughs> and uh, it's intimidating. You're just like Jethro yeah. from the Beverly yeah. Hillbillies. Jethro Everybody Bodine was, was my so impressed. <laughs> Jethro Bodine was my hero. They used to call me that in school when I would compute. I do my gazintas. One gazinta one, one gazinta two. You know, not over and over again. Anyway, so um, speaking of American Idol, 20 years on the air. And again, I don't know. I think that's just 20 actual years of being on the air. I don't, I don't think they're counting the years they were off. I hope not, because that would be bogus. And they did, they did find some big artists. Kelly Clarkson, Jennifer Hudson, Carrie Underwood, they always mention. Uh, Chris Daughtry, they claim, is a big star. I'm calling bullshit he on that. He had some hits, and he Did tours, he? yes. I'd say bullshit. I never <laughs> heard his hit. What is his hit? Name it. I, I can I name the Beatles. I'm not saying I was that uh -huh. big a fan, let me show but I'd hear let me, Daughtry let me show you. all the time. Name a Beatles song. Name a Beatles song? I can yeah. name a million of them. Name one. Let it Just be. name one. Let it be. Okay. Name a Rolling Stone song. <laughs> Satisfaction. 
Okay. Name a Chris Daughtry song. <laughs> Go ahead. I dare you. Look, somebody yeah. around here knows a Chris Daughtry what? song. No, no one knows. He, Howard, he had no one, one knows. that was oh, a here he is. Oh, here's Casey Kasem Jr. No, hold yeah. on. Yes. He had one yeah. that if you play it, you would know it. It was Okay, uh, play it. What's the one? It's all over. It's a, it's a. You exactly. See, everybody has the same problem. Yeah. <laughs> no, but if you heard, you probably. Get to the chorus. This is it. Yeah. I never. All right, I'll wait to the chorus. I never heard this. Things in life are hard to find. Good, good songs are hard to find. This is so not a hit, Gary. Isn't this Creed? Dude, I mean, honestly. Are you kidding me? No offense to this dude. I will bet it was in the top 20. Bullshit. No, I, I will bet it was. I think it was. I don't care what, what top 20. Top 20 and what in Bizarro Land. I mean, give me a break, fucking! They, you know, they, they got to stop doing that. American Idol. Okay, they had a cut. They discovered a couple of people, but Chris Daughtry. Look, they they don't want to stop the list at, at three. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, they got Kelly Clarkson, Jennifer Hudson, Carrie Underwood. That's pretty good. Out of twenty years, they got three stars. You know, yes, what? That's but more it's than... called American Idol. They're supposed to produce well, one every time they have a show. Chris, Gary, it was a very big hit, both. No, it's not. He got <clears> some radio five. airplay. He really <clears throat> did. It was yeah, number I five. Oh, number five. I'm just saying it was number five on the Billboard chart. So I thought it was I number mean, nine. Somebody must have. So, somebody Gary must have listened to it. And then yeah. he's got some other song that no, I, I don't know with Slash that apparently was number nine. But that song was kind of like. This is Home is another big song of his. Have you ever heard no, that I, one? Home. I'm sure I've heard, heard it. it. I, it just didn't stick in my head, Howard. Oh, come on. Enough of this shit. Give me a break. It's horrible. I didn't say right. they were, were changing rock and roll. I didn't say he was Nirvana. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were as big as Nirvana, Daughtry. <laughs> I remember he had a band called Daughtry, and I'm not knocking the kid. He could, he could sing and play guitar. Good, do that at the fucking campfire. Don't bother me with his bullshit. Uh, Jennifer Hudson. Now, her, I know. I don't know her songs, but she, I know she's an EGOT winner, and that's 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 pretty incredible. What can I tell you? Um, hold on. What? what are you calling now to admit something? Yeah, so I'm, I'm watching Good Morning America over the weekend. It was weird. Um, and they keep promoting Post Malone and these big revelations and all this stuff. And, you know, he's got a baby and this. And then they go and they get to this story and it's all clips of your show. Like it's so you. Did, did they mention my name? 
Well, they, they at the beginning they said when he was in Howard's show, but then they were like that the, the reporter reported on it like it was her story, and like, well, thank Howard, which <laughs> just it was bizarre. You know what I mean? The whole segment was your interview, like you was it a male the- reporter or a female reporter? I think it was a woman. Who were was you like- attracted to her at all, or did you find yourself not attracted to the woman? No, I think, but there was a guy there, Whit, Whit Johnson, I think. He's very attractive. Very attractive. <laughs> okay, thank you. All right, according to Ralph, um, they they used my, oh, who cares? Good, feel free to use it. But you say know. Howard Stern, please. Yeah. Come on. Just give, me, just give credit or don't. Yeah. We would credit you. No, maybe not. You don't know how well, many times I, I do that. Uh, right. When I was did. doing the news, I would say where I got the information. So getting back to the 20th anniversary of American Idol, um, we never introduced Eric, the actor to Kelly Clarkson. We couldn't make that happen, which I really did try. We tried a couple of times, but at least we had high pitch call him and pretend to be Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> Hello. Hello. This is Kelly Clarkson. This is not Kelly Clarkson. This is more than likely high pitch, isn't it? No. Who's high pitch? This is Kelly Clarkson. I think you're very cute. High pitch, give it up. I know it's you. A moment like this. Some people wait a lifetime. Wow. <laughs> Eric pitch didn't master. have any trouble distinguishing voices. <laughs> no, he knew, he knew. And then I remember Eric's fascination with Kelly Clarkson kind of oh, died yeah. off, and then he got into Diana DiGarmo, who DeGarmo, was another contestant. Yes, he yeah, was really into her. Yeah, it was crazy. Eric, she was on season three of American Idol, and Eric would call Diana's mother trying to get in contact with her. He'd be like, "Hey, can I speak to uh, Diana DiGarmo?" And then uh, we pulled off a miracle. We got Diana DeGarmo to come in the studio and meet with Eric. <laughs> and we were hoping for romance, but it, it never happened, actually. Eric, <laughs> how do you feel? What do you want to say to your your idol? Good to see you again. Good to see you too, hon. <laughs> Eric, you're standing there in, in shock. You're right next to her. Uh, do you want... I, I, Eric's a little shy. I think he'd say to you, Diana, <laughs> I've loved you from afar. I fell in love with you on American Idol. <laughs> Look at his face. And if Eric, if I'm saying something wrong, I'm gonna you stop me. And I think what Eric wants maybe going a little over. No, he's not. Am I, Eric? <laughs> it was, definitely was cool getting to meet you the two different times that we met in California, and you know, hopefully, can continue to see each other, meet you with each other. Yeah, definitely at the shows and <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. It- Wow. Well, you know, listen, I got him laid before he died. I got him over to that bunny ranch. He got fucking laid like crazy. Oh. He loved it. He he then was addicted to the bunny ranch, remember? Oh, when can yeah. I go back? <laughs> you gotta get me back there. <laughs> Love that kid. Remember when Eric loved American Idol so much, he started his own online show and the major technical difficulties. We had Who such could joy. Forget? The oh my god. Amazing Eric American Idol show. Yeah. And it had all these technical problems. 
I mean, nowadays, I mean, poor Eric, I wish he was alive because they got TikTok and all these other things you can and go on. And everyone of all sorts. Yeah. Yeah. But back then, they couldn't figure out how, it was hard. Okay, okay, how's everyone doing tonight? We're on a commercial break at the moment, so when the show returns, obviously, I'll be making some comments about the contestants. Okay, guys, you guys hear him okay? Put a one in the room if you can hear Eric loud and clear. Well, that beeping didn't exactly work. You kind of tell it, tell it a little bit of what he said. I love when they do that. You get half the curse word out on the air. Yeah, yeah. That they won't get fine like Stern does. Fine like Stern does. Time to tell. Yeah, we have we have a lot of history with American Idol. Yeah. I think because we even of Eric. had because of Eric. There was a lot of tie-in, but we had on uh, Simon Cowell, Paul Abdul, and Randy Jackson. We had we had them on. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and then the whole thing with Sanjaya. There was a guy on American Idol. I forget what season it was, but the the, the general rap on him was that he wasn't a good singer. But the, you know. Whatever, but we got this whole movement going just to fuck with uh, Eric, the actor. We were, like, backing the idea that you should vote for Sanjaya, even if he isn't the best. And Eric pleaded with me <laughs> to stop this movement because he didn't. He said it would ruin American Idol. I was calling because uh, tonight I was on, and you guys have a whole bunch of listeners. I thought maybe to get this week to be Sanjaya's last week eric i'm thinking of something else uh, how great would it be this season on american idol because there's nobody really that good if everyone band together and voted for sanjaya to- that would probably be funny but that would totally completely ruin that tour who are you excited about becoming the next american idol which really, which one really actually no one just not him <laughs> yeah so i thought well let's get let's vote for sanjaya by the way, last night, you know, I was thinking about this. I went back and I watched Sanjaya's uh, American Idol audition when you first try to get on the show. And uh-huh. he came in with his sister, who was very attractive. And the sister was a pretty good singer. And Sanjaya was a good singer. He wasn't. T- he went through. They put him on the show. Right. And uh, then every then Simon Cowell started to bust his balls. But uh, that whole Sanjaya movement. I, ben, this is, this is a, a good moment in American Idol history. Benji saw a broadcast going on. It was CNBC. He saw it happening on the street, and he broke into the broadcast to say, vote for Sanjaya. <laughs> Ask me, which represents about $800 million in pension funds, submitted this proposal. Vote Sanjaya. Is this about Sanjaya? No, it isn't. Pitch- vote Sanjaya. Show America that we can vote for Sanjaya. No, it is important. No, I'm an American. I will vote for Sanjaya. Sanjaya! Obviously, having a few issues for poor Mary, who's outside of Carnegie Hall. Yeah, Bingy. talk about issues. Sangina, I think he called. <laughs> he did straighten it out, but Sangina is kind of funny. <laughs> it is kind of funny. And Benji spent three years in prison for doing that, which is not funny. Uh, anyway, so then the uh, vote for Sangina movement took off. And uh, it was quite powerful. 
Anyway, I, I think Sanjaya got through for a couple of votes, and then the, the rest of America wanted Sanjaya off. Yeah, well, I think, yeah, yeah he went pretty far. Yeah, he, 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 here's his final performance on American Idol, Sanjaya. Let's give something to talk about. A little mystery to figure out. Something to talk about. Utterly horrendous. <laughs> I'm being serious. It's I'm, true. I'm being serious. Honestly, it was. It was as bad as anything we see at the beginning of American Idol. You know where all the... Simon, Simon, oh, Simon, Simon. Simon. Come on. What I'm trying like to say it. is, as I know this has been funny for a while, yeah. but... Based on the fact that we are supposed won. to be finding an American Idol, right. it was hideous. You are horrible. I, I want to hit you with my car. <laughs> I hate Simon Cowell. He's such a cunt. I fucking hate that lying scumbag. Lied to my face. What a douchebag. You know, Cunt. he's got, well, what was he, he going to do? Come clean, please. Oh, I mean, why me? calling I you mean, to talk about something that he did. Howard, Howard, <laughs> I never said that I wanted your job and the leaked emails were a complete lie. You believe me, of course, don't you? I go, oh, absolutely. I believe you a hundred percent because I'm a moron. I'm stupid. I'm an idiot. Well. And you do admit that Sangina was horrible, right? <laughs> I'm, I, we sent him to Guantanamo Bay to get rid of him. Hey, Vey, what an asshole. I knew that day. He was eyeing me up at AGT. I was doing it. He showed up on the set. I'd been there. For, this was my fourth year. or Yeah, fourth year. And I'm working, and he shows up with that girlfriend, you know, the, the woman who he fucked on a boat. Uh, his, his best, his friend's, friend's wife. Wife, yes. Those two showed up, and he saw me, you know, doing my thing there, preening around and getting the applause. And, oh, my God, his head spun. Well, he had lost uh, his American outlet. The X Factor had been canceled, right? I have no visibility in America. I need a show. <laughs> And I'll, I'll work for way less than Howard Stan. That was what he wrote in the email. <laughs> and you can stay in Hollywood. Howard you know, yeah. demands that you be in New York. Yeah. The show will be much better with me and the show can stay in Hollywood. Hello, Howard. Don't believe what you just read in those emails. <laughs> Horrible. You know I'm not a cunt. No, you're a cunt. Cunt! I said to him, Simon, I don't give two shits. I'm quitting the fuck. I'm, I'm done. I've done four years on there and it was three years too many. I got a career. You need fucking America's got talent. I don't, dude. If it's that important to you, have a fucking party. Well, I ruined your little plan to have Sanjaya win, didn't I? Yes, you did. Meanwhile, Sanjaya, and I'll tell you what, Sanjaya can sing. 
In fact, I did a little follow-up. Yeah, what's Sanjaya up to? You you found Sanjaya? Sanjaya, his uh, dad was a jazz a musician. Um, I forget what country he was from, but the his dad was a jazz musician, like legit jazz musician, and um, Sanjaya now is still making music. He goes by the name Jaya. He sings with a jazz band called... He doesn't have hair anymore, either. He's... Uh, Oh, wow, well, he lost all that mane of hair? Yeah, I'll show you. You see that picture? Oh, that's my. Sanjaya. That's yeah. Sanjaya? He's a that's cute Sanjaya. boy. And he sings jazz. He's, here's uh, Sanjaya singing Take the A Train. You must take the A Train To get to Sugar Hill way up in Harlem You miss the A Train the kids got uh, something going on. he can sing they fucked him up they fucked his head up jaya sang or san jaya he's now jaya jaya sang on chaz lips groove trips album good merlin released in 2017 and he was featured as a guest vocalist. So he recorded something. They should have his name right up there with Kelly yeah. Clarkson and yeah. uh Why not? Jennifer Hudson. They're damn right. They produced Sanjaya. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, Sanjaya and a lot of other former American Idol contestants are cashing in on Cameo now. They're making money on oh, there. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, is Cameo still? I thought Cameo disappeared for some reason or other. Maybe that. No, I think it's here, but I, I don't think it's. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Maybe we ought to do a retrospective on Cameo. <laughs> All right, let me ask you this: You remember William Hung, who was infamously yes. bad on? Okay, he was amazingly bad. He was <laughs> almost as bad as me as a singer. Yeah. He sang, uh, she bangs, you know, and that was like a, yeah. she bangs, she bangs. Oh, baby, when she moves, she moves. I go crazy cause she looks like a flop, but she stings like a bee. Like every girl in history. She bangs, she bangs. Thank you. I, I think they put him through. I uh, don't remember. Yeah. But he got All a right. lot of attention. William Hung is on Cameo, and so is Sanjaya. Who makes more? Who charges more money, Robin? I have William the answer. Hung. Sanjaya only charges $15. Hung, $33. <laughs> he, 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 you're right. He doubles what Sanjaya gets. He's the bigger star. Why 33? <laughs> 33, because it's just got to be that way. Hi, Richard. This is William Hung. I want to wish you a happy Grandfather's Day. Our second son can't wait to meet you. And here is a song for you. And can you feel the love tonight? <laughs> it is good. where we are. It's enough to make kings and wake up on. And he now is a motivational speaker. He's given two wow. TED Talks about overcoming negativity, which he had to overcome. And uh, prior to motivational speaking, William Hung worked for the L.A. County Sheriff and the L.A. Department of Public Health. There you go. There's your little right. update. Yeah. What about this? How much do you think Brian Dunkelman gets on uh, 
Remember Brian Dunkman, Brian the original Dunkelman. host? He was one of the worst winners ever, yeah. No, he wasn't a winner. Brian Dunkelman. Oh, he was the guy who left the job. He used to work with uh, Seacrest. He was the host with Seacrest, and he decided to leave. Yeah. <laughs> the show. I don't think he can get as much as Sanjaya. He shouldn't. Yeah. He gets uh, $39. He gets more than Sanjaya. <gasps> what? Yeah. <laughs> All right, who gets more money? Chris Daughtry, who Gary claims is a big star, <laughs> and uh, or Justin Guarini, the runner-up to Kelly Clarkson. Who gets more money on Cameo? Chris Daughtry or Guarini? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Guarini. Guarini charges $100. Chris Daughtry, who's a big star, gets $195. So, <gasps> yeah. There you go. I saw All right. Justin um, on Broadway in the Green Day play. Oh, did you? He was in yeah, that? He oh. was in that. He did a really good job. All right. All right. Here's your final American Idol in honor of their 20th year. And I still watch it. Um, Simon Cowell isn't on Cameo. He's too big a star. But... Uh, Randy Jackson and Paula Abdul, remember the two original judges on American Idol, are on Cameo. Who charges more? Well, I would have to think it's Paula because she was a pop star who had lots of hits. I mean, that seems, your answer seems like a no-brainer. And yet, oddly, Paula charges $250 for her Cameo. Randy Jackson is asking a whopping $550. Does anybody um, uh, pay that? Yeah. Randy <laughs> that, charges... That, that's where we start the negotiation. I know. Randy charges so much that most of the people hiring him are businesses. Oh. Here's a montage of companies that he shouted out. Here's some of his cameo mentions, and you'll see the, the regular people can't afford his $550 fee. It's Randy Jackson. Congrats to Keller Williams Greater Metropolitan on being the number one real estate office in all of Northern Ohio. Inside self-storage. Back-to-back years. Best tenant protection. I know you guys are gearing up for a three-peat. Yo, this is your boy Randy Jackson. I'm here to announce that Tyler Mudd and Sumi Dulam are the next head of boy and girl cheerleaders for Deerfield. Jeff- I don't know, man. Who the... What the fuck? Wow. What a crazy... That cameo. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> it is I'm glad, amazing. <laughs> I'm glad, like, our careers didn't end 20 years ago and I don't have to be on cameo congratulating, um, I don't know, a mattress company. Well, why um, do you think Simon Cowell was trying to steal your job? I know. He was pretty close to doing cameo. <laughs> I, um, I, I just went to the bathroom during the break, and uh, I was thinking about how about Ronnie passing out during sex almost, like he was in the shower, and he was banging his young girlfriend, and, and I was thinking to myself, what a wonderful way for Ronnie to die. I mean, everything yeah, that could about be very him. dangerous. You know, falls in the bathroom do kill people. Well, he claims he was fucking, and then when he was coming, he got dizzy because the hot water was going, and, you know, he's an old man now, and All that shit happens. All his blood rushed to his penis is what he was yeah. saying. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, the older I get, it's really weird. You could just, like, I could be going for a walk, and all of a sudden I go, I got to sit down.
That's a, I used to be a runner. I mean, it's like really, and I go, wait a second, I must be getting old because I was out in the heat and I'm walking around and I was like, all of a sudden I felt like I was, my heart was beating fast and I was like, oh fuck, I think I'm going to pass out here. And yeah, but I think yours you is know. another issue. Yeah, you think I'm not getting enough pussy. That Ronnie's getting too much. <laughs> oh, oh. But Ronnie wisely hit his life alert necklace and said, help, I've come and I can't get up. Please. What a way to go, dude. But I was thinking about you. You know, the famous story about Nelson Rockefeller, who was our governor here in New York. He was a very wealthy man. He was a Rockefeller. And I guess, I, I from what I remember, if I got it wrong, forgive me, but I think he had a mistress and he was fucking yeah. her. And he was on top of her, and he died while he was inside of her. He was fucking. Cunt. And I thought, man, if you had died in the shower fucking, what a way to go for you. You know yeah. what I mean? It would have been awesome. so, I mean, you're but so sexual. Poor Stephanie. Oh, well, I'm not thinking about her. I'm thinking about my Ronnie. You know. <laughs> See, I always think of the poor woman in oh. the situation. Well, Suppose, First of all, Ronnie could have fallen on her. Oh, my God, it killed her. Well, well, the funny thing with Rockefeller was he died on top of her. And don't forget it was his mistress. She couldn't get she couldn't get him off her. He, right. She was trapped. He was, a, right. you know, think of he was like a 200 something pound man on top of her. And she, she was slight and she couldn't get a get him off. And she was worried. She, what if people see if I call someone for help? Right. How, who do you call in a situation like that? Yeah. Good friend. Uh, but, at that but, you point, know, you don't, funny at that thing, point, you don't care. Yeah. Right. No, you, you don't care. I'm talking about the woman again. But, uh, you know, the other thing in that story was his actual wife's name was Happy. And yeah, but she couldn't was, have made her very happy. No, the, the, the thing was, she was actually unhappy. They changed her name afterwards. <laughs> well, when we had Matthew McConaughey on the show, he told us that his father died while having sex with his mom. That he, she yeah. died. I mean, he died a happy man. And Ronnie yeah. would have been a beautiful thing. What can I say? Yeah, it would have been great. I had yeah. a friend who's, who's, she was cheating with a guy. So she would have been in the same situation as this mistress right and he had a stroke <laughs> while they were having sex yeah. and then she had to you know she she didn't know what was going on because he did just stop in the middle of everything and uh, can you imagine you know in a stroke you're sort of like not with it and you're like blubbering and any number of things could happen, you know, a seizure or any, and she's like, well, what am I supposed to do? And then she realizes he's really sick. And then she has to try to figure out how to get him off her so she can get him help. And he didn't die. She did actually call, uh, the ambulance and he got to the hospital and he survived. Hey, Ron, what's this note I got that, uh, what you and Stephanie tried having sex in the pool again, but you didn't finish again? What happened? Or is that oh. an old story? No, no, we we did it in the pool, but uh, we we <laughs> she uh, we were in the hot tub area, and and she was like on the cement area of it. Yeah, and she got like ass rash, and like so we had to stop. Yeah, <laughs> because you because oh you were rocking, because you were rocking her back and forth and stuff like so. Yeah, kind ass- of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, wow. we didn't even realize it till uh, it was too that late. That hurts afterwards. Yeah, yeah, that's like yeah. a rug burn. Yep, did her exactly. Ass, did, did her ass scab up? 
No, no, it wasn't that bad. Uh, right. We, that's, you know, we realized uh, and we, we stopped and then we went and finished later. <laughs> well, you should be careful because that hot tub gets so hot and you could end up passing out again with the hot, the hot water and you and sex. You know, you got to be careful. Yeah, I didn't realize what was going on until it was uh, too late. I was already uh, blowing my load, and then I got all dizzy. So fucked well, up. now you have to remember, you should be in bed <laughs> when you're having sex. Well, between the fainting and the rashes, you should t- maybe slow down a little. That's all. Yeah, well, that was that was like the third day in a row. So yeah, it was kind of like we were we were on a tear this week. Well, last wow. week. Unbelievable! I gotta tell you, sometimes I think about you, and I'm like, this guy is unfucking believable. The amount of sex and just remarkable. I mean, you know, listen, I know your age; everyone knows it, and it's just remarkable the amount of sexual activity. Think about people in general. The people you think are having a lot of sex, they're not. Probably aren't. Mm -hmm. It's Ronnie. It's Ronnie. It's the Ronnies of the world. <laughs> Ronnie and Lenny. That's why next week we're playing Jeff Horny to see who's the master of sex, Ronnie or Lenny. It's going to be a mind-blowing uh, episode. I, I guarantee it. Hey, anyway, yep. so um, there's so much to get to here. I I want to make sure I get to everything. I want to read some of the fan feedback, and um, I want to... Uh, oh, God, they... Oh, my God. It's the very famous comedian, Andrew Dice Clay, stopping by to share his feelings about comedy today in pop culture. I'm honored. How are you, man? I'm doing good, Howard. How's everybody? Hey, Dice. Thanks for knocking on the door to our little clubhouse. Good to hear your voice. I was thinking about you the other day. Hey, anytime. You know what? I missed you guys. And I'm talking about Robin's tits. <laughs> you know, I talk about you all the time. You were one of the greatest comics of all time. What happened to you? Well, I still am, you know. What I've right. been doing is trying to rewrite some of the old bits to make these fucking babies stop crying. You know, I'm rebranding as Andrew Nice Clay. Oh. Well, I see what you mean. In today's world, you got to be careful, you know, and uh, the idea of Andrew Nice Clay could be good. So what have you rewritten? Like, give us an example. Okay, let me give a few a shot here. Hickory dickory dock. I support women with cocks. You see, though, it's fucking trick. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's that, 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 and people will love that. You think that'll work, Howard? I of course know. it'll work. Uh, yeah, okay, how about, <laughs> go ahead. Little, how about this one? Little boy blue, because love is love is love. Well, good for him. It's a shit fucking joke. Who are we fooling now with? Well, I remember you used to do Little Boy Blue, and then you say, yeah, and he, Jack and Joe went up the hill. You did them all. Little Miss Muffet used to. Did you yeah, rewrite? Little Miss Muffet. Here's the new yeah. Little Miss Muffet take. Little Miss Muffet sat on a tuffet, then said, I prefer them or they. Along came a spider who sat down beside her and said, hey, thanks for teaching me your correct pronouns, bitch. You see, this isn't funny. I find it funny. I like the Andrew Nice. I don't know, but uh, I mean, you're all, you know, those lines used to hit when you used to do them in, on stage. You know, the original Little Miss Muffet. Oh, my God. Uh, you're right. The new lines don't hit like your old stuff. Did, no. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I can't do those jokes like I want to do. You know, like 
Peter, Peter, pumpkin eater, had a wife and couldn't keep her. So he divorced that frigid bitch and married his secretary. Oh! <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, how about this? Patty cake, patty cake, baker's man. That trans chick got a fake dick. Now she's a man. Wow, wow. <laughs> how yeah, about Humpty Dumpty, you know? Hum that cocksucker... That cocksucker Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Then a Mexican jumped over it. We got a fucking problem here, people. Oh! <laughs> well, I agree with you. It's hard to do those jokes now. People, everyone's offended. You know, I was talking to Robin the other day about the old cartoon, Mr. Magoo Dice. And I said they can't even play that anymore because the guy was visually handicapped. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm all over it. I tell you, these fucking assholes come at me saying, Dice, you're not woke. I said, what do you mean I'm not woke? I woke up with a heart on this morning and jerked off all over myself. But I guess I'm not allowed to say those things no more, you know? Oh, man, you, you would you be in big trouble. You, you be can't in big talk trouble. like that, you know? I yeah, can't yeah. say... I can't say things like I did the knuckle shuffle on my piss pump, you know? Right. I gotta say things like... Oh, I masturbated. Yeah, because that's a lot of laughs. <laughs> right, right, you know? right. No, I feel your pain. That's a I comedian mean, you... to do. Right. I know, right? I got all this material. Like, I can't say that I had this dish rag hua slurping dick snot out of my prick like a starving Biafran and then made her clean my apartment. You, know? you can't say that. No, you can't no, say no. that. No. I can't say that I picked up this dunce the other night and spit-roasted her with my buddy, fucked a cunt-mounted asshole, then took her purse and ran. No, I oh, can't boy. say these things no more, you know? No. Society's become too <laughs> fragile, whatever the fuck. Well, you're right. Society has become... You know, people knock uh, society, they say woke, but, you know, listen, everyone's got feelings, and, you know, this is this is the you problem. You think I'm, we're making progress toward yeah. a better world with all this? Yeah, I mean, you know, that last joke you told, I'm pretty sure, was a crime. Uh, yeah, whatever. whatever. <laughs> you know what, Howard? You know, what? I miss Go them ahead. good old days. You know, remember the good old days, Johnny Carson, you know? There sure, was a sure. man with some fucking nuts. You know, guy drink a whole bottle of scotch, Bang two secretaries and still hit every joke in the monologue. Total pro. <laughs> you know? Right, right, but now right. You, yeah, the thing is, now you got five different cuckolds named Jimmy fruiting it up. You know? Well, I'm, I'm friends with these guys. I like the, uh, right. I mean, come yeah. on, Dice. Yeah, okay, that's, well, that's, that's, you know, that's yeah. your prerogative. You know, <laughs> at least they're trying to be funny. I'll give you that. Not like that John Oliver guy. You know, goddamn, just what I want from a comedy show, a fucking book report. Well, listen, <laughs> listen to me. You are, listen, you got to You know what they say? You got to march to your own drum or something like that. And, uh, uh, you know, listen, you could so still be edgy. So where's he supposed to go and tell these jokes, Howard? Well, listen, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Let me give you a shot here, Dice, to get back on your game. Let me get your thoughts on some of the current events, and let me hear what you have to say. Maybe you'll come up with some good jokes. What about this whole abortion thing, Roe v. Wade, Roe versus Wade? Roe v. Wade, I'll tell you what, you can't outlaw abortion, you fucking idiots. We still got stairs, don't we? Oh, I mean, come on. <laughs> so I'm banging right. this broad the other day, right? 
She right. says to me she wanted equal rights, so I slapped her once with the left hand and once with the right. <laughs> there you go, bruising B. Anthony. Oh! Well, you see, mm. you're going to get in trouble if you say yeah, that. They you call can't that say a, a reason to cancel. That's right. That's abuse. That's why things now you got to keep. Let, let me give you another topic and see if you can be funny without going over the line. Okay. 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 Like I'm okay. You. What about something you should have an opinion on? Like when 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 Chris Rock got slapped by Will Smith. Did you see the Will Smith slap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I seen this thing, right? Where Will Smith, he gets all pissed off at the comment because his wife had the alopecia or whatever the fuck. But, you know, to me, it's like, why even get offended, you know? Right. I mean, I wish every girl had it where they lost all their body hair. I mean, imagine the cunt on that broad without even a stubble <laughs> right oh, yeah. what i do to her you know you couldn't right. pry my dick out of that chick's bald snatch with the jaws of fucking life oh, boy oh! <laughs> you know uh, will smith might have had a reason to uh, slap <laughs> dice <laughs> well dice i mean you know i i feel your pain you know you were one of the most politically incorrect uh, comics out there and now yeah. the world has changed it's hard to change with the with the times i'm telling you uh it's a very difficult task i was going to ask you what you thought of this uh amber heard allegedly shitting in johnny depp's bed yeah i heard that thing i'm like listen johnny when your woman acts like a bad dog treat her like a bad dog and sell a rest to a Chinese restaurant. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. What about, here's something you could talk about, and try to talk about it in politically correct terms. What about the... Oh, okay. Yeah, what about the baby formula shortage? Baby formula, get that fucking formula back on the shelves now. Because I right. don't want to fight with some fucking baby over a nipple. You know, move <laughs> the fuck over, kid. Daddy wants to blow his load on mommy's tits. Ow! Right. There you go. There you go. Now, you now you're in your zone. A, okay, okay. Line or, or within bounds. Well, at least it wasn't illegal, for God's sake. <laughs> What Come about, on, did you, you got any material on monkeypox? That's the new thing, monkeypox. Oh, my you fucking heard about God, with the monkeypox, we're just getting over this fucking COVID thing, right? Right, And now right, I got to right. be worried about monkeypox. And you know, the thing is, Howard, people got to stop fucking all these animals. You know, you <laughs> fuck a bird, you get the bird flu. You know, right. you fuck a pig. You get swine flu. Now these right. guys are out fucking monkeys, and you got this monkey box. I'm right. telling you, put your dick where it's designed to go. In a chick's ass. Is that so fucking hard? <laughs> You're so right, you know. You're so right. You know, You know there is wisdom in what you say, but I understand Thank the problem. You. A lot of your delivery and thing is not politically correct. You know, um, the other thing I was going to ask you about, because I haven't talked to you in such a long, long time. And, and by the way, you know what I say? It's a crime you haven't gotten a Kennedy Center honor. I mean, yeah, I've been uh, waiting God's... for that phone call. Where are they? <laughs> Do you ever watch these shows on the Learning Channel, like the Thousand Pound Sisters? I love it. Oh, yeah, I seen that. You know what I learned? When the only way to leave the house is cut in a hole in the fucking wall, 
Maybe it's time to put down the cheesecake, bitch. <laughs> right, right. You see, there's wisdom in what you're saying. I, 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 Fucking brilliant, and, right? I've been telling you. And what about all these dating apps like Tinder? Are you on, Do you know anything about this stuff? Are you keeping up with all the Tinder? Tinder? You know, when I was young, we had something like that. We called it Roofie. Yeah, you see, that's oh, where you're going to no. get in trouble. That's where you get That's right. That's, but then they that's got right. this other one, our grinder. You right. know? Yeah. Well, forget about it. In the old days, a guy wants to get his cock sucked by another guy. You just go to the men's room at Port Authority, tap your feet in the shitter, you know? Romance, it's fucking dead. Right, right. Yeah, there used to be a personal contact. Now everything is online. Exactly. I yeah. Yeah, and all these young motherfuckers, these people want to be influencers, right? Yeah, right. that's why your grandparents fought in WW2. So you could jiggle your tits on TikTok, you twat. <laughs> well, you know, you make a you make a point there, I guess. Um is anything else before we end this cuz I got to move on. Is is anything else ticking you off? I don't know what to ask you. Yeah, I'm telling you, I bought a new car, right? Right. It hits your brakes when if somebody walks in front, right? And I'm right. thinking, what if I want to run over my wife? Am I supposed <laughs> to let her, or am I supposed to let her keep making spaghetti with sauce from a fucking bottle? All right. Uh, well, you know, it's an interesting commentary you make. Comics keep working are, on the the material, though. Comics comics are too afraid to joke about cunt and tits nowadays. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, that's been my bread and butter for forty years. Now I can't get a gig from nobody. Well, I got news for you. You offended so many people today. Thank that I you. just got word from the serious subscription department that Harvey Weinstein from prison canceled his <laughs> his subscription. I, uh, yeah, I, that I, subscription that is now sucker. a bad look for Harvey. Right. <laughs> hey, right. I'm, I'm true to myself. Well, listen, Dice, thank you so much for knocking on our door. I'm sure everybody was happy to hear from you. Um, you say, listen, you're, it's hard for you to change, and we understand we feel your pain. Thank you, Dice. There he I goes. don't know what he's going to do. I don't think that uh, act can be updated. No, no, it's too offensive. Too offensive. Too offensive. Thank you. Lest anyone think that was really Andrew Dice. Well, no, you figure it out. That's it. <laughs> but there was one joke that almost worked, and then he ended it with twat. So twat. Like, no, you can't, no, no. <laughs> you can't do that today. You can't do that. Just uh, you gotta. You gotta play the game. That's it. That's it. Well, there you go. I got to take a break, but when I come back, I'm going to read you what the fans are saying, and they have plenty to say. By the way, Gary reminded me this morning that the Mets and the Yankees are winners. Yes. Um, big winners. That, I was uh, this hearing something about them over the weekend. They didn't have a good weekend, but they are so dominant that it doesn't even matter. Well, right, Gary? I mean, uh, what's the report? So the Mets have the best record in the National League, and right. the Yankees have the best record in all of baseball. And, the, you know, it, it seems like it's early, but, you know, it seems like they're both the best teams for now. But the Yankees are, like, playing at another level. They're on on course right now to maybe set the record for most wins in a season. They just don't lose. Gary Delabicio. Well, there you go. I but mean, it's Mets, about time. I I do have to say the Mets have been doing it 
without um, not only their two best pitchers, but arguably two of the best pitchers in the league <clears throat> are both hurt. One of them's coming back <clears throat> next week, and one will be back in a few weeks. And those two guys, it could be crazy. <clears throat> I mean, so the teams are just really good is- now. Your point is the Mets are dominating without their two best pitchers, and once yes. those guys get back to full strength, they're, they're going to be unbeatable. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a I, Mets fan. I, you know, I, when I heard that report this weekend, I said, maybe it's time for me to start watching the Mets again. Well, yes. I'm not watching. I'm a Met. I consider myself a Met fan because that the few times my father took me to you know, baseball. It wasn't Yankee Stadium because it was too far to go to the Bronx and too much of a hassle. So he'd bring me to Shea Stadium in Queens. And, uh, yeah, we'd go see the Mets. I mean, it was a horrible experience. My father just couldn't stand sitting next to me. He'd report to my mother when we came home that all I did was eat at the game, uh. that I don't understand the game and I don't pay attention. And all every minute I was bugging him for hot dogs and stuff and candy. And he dated, I'm never doing this again. Well, you know, okay. <laughs> All he does is eat, and he doesn't know how to fill out a scorecard. You know, he, he just was just fucking brutal. He was so pissed off that he had to go with me. And I'd be scared, too. All the fucking drunks. You could smell the beer on their breath. And yeah. I was, you know, my, my father didn't drink. And thank God. God, imagine what a miserable drunk he would be. Maybe, well, maybe drinking would have made him happy. You never know. Every once in a while. <laughs> that was exactly my thought just now. All of a sudden, <laughs> anyway, maybe it would have helped. <laughs> but I, so I always consider myself a Mets fan, even though I don't watch the games or anything. And, and then for some bizarre reason, at some point when, you know, like when Ron Darling was on the Mets and Keith Hernandez, that era. Yeah. Of, of Mets, Lenny Dykstra was, uh, I, I loved him, Nails. I, I used to watch the Mets all the time, and then I don't know. I guess I I just kind of lost interest, you know. But that was you, every eighty-six mess. But he actually spurred my interest in the Mets because he'd come in and he'd talk about these amazing games, and that's when yeah. I became a Mets fan. I spoke to you about that. Yes, yes, wow. and I said I got to watch these games. He keeps saying they're amazing, and they were. Mookie Wilson. They were a fun team to watch back then. I mean, yeah. really fun. Daryl Strawberry and Dwight Doc Gooden. Yeah. Doc Gooden. Like, and, and some of them were even be high, right? It was kind of a fun oh, team. There's a, yeah, I mean, the, that documentary that Jimmy did, uh, Jimmy Kimmel did for ESPN, it's four parts of that 86 team. And, uh, I mean, the greatest story was they won this really big game in Houston to clinch to go to the World Series. And supposedly that flight home, drugs, alcohol, um, fighting. Wow. And they said that when the plane landed, like the wives got off and they started vomiting on the tarmac. And, <laughs> and the damage to the plane was over like $50,000 because they had taken cake and smeared it all over the plane. Like they couldn't, they couldn't clean the plane. Right. But um, unbelievable because I'm so also- neurotic. If I was a, a baseball player or any kind of athlete, I would, I mean, I would treat my body like such a temple yeah, because be I wanted to laugh. Of yourself. Right. Yeah. Right, they said you know. on that flight and they will never say who it was. They said that the bat, the, like they hit a little turbulence and the bathroom door flew open and somebody was doing blow in the bathroom. Like that was wow. the craziness they were up to. Unbelievable. Kathy, you're on the air. <laughs> Kathy. Kathy, New Jersey. Yes, hi. Hi, Howard. What a great topic. I was just wondering, 
Knowing my brother and my cousins and everybody always had a baseball glove. I was wondering, when you were young, did your father buy you a baseball glove? Uh, My father, I mean, I guess he paid for it, but I had a baseball glove. I went and bought one because, you know, I would play softball. I never played hardball. I was too much of a pussy. I was always afraid of the fucking ball. Uh, But don't forget, I didn't have a father who would even introduce me to a sport or anything. So, And no one ever suggested... So I kind of would go and play with my friends, and I play first base. I found that to be easy, and I was tall, so they could hit their target. You know, if they threw to me, uh, you put me out in the field. I mean, I couldn't. I, I was terrible in left field because I couldn't catch. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I didn't know what I was doing, and I wouldn't say I'm uncoordinated. I just never was introduced. Like no one ever said to me, "Well, here's how you hit a ball. Let's go hit some balls together." I didn't know, I, I didn't, I just never was really exposed to it, but I would play. And, uh, and I wasn't a horrible hitter. I could hit the ball. I mean, I don't know about hardball, but I could hit a softball. The fucking ball's the size almost of a basketball. If you can't fucking hit that, there's something wrong with you. So I would get hits, you know, not a lot, but I mean, uh, enough that people weren't embarrassed by me. I didn't look like a complete douche. Uh, and I still own a baseball glove. I was going to throw it out. It's funny. I'm cleaning out my closet and I'm trying to Marie Kondo my life and yeah. become a minimalist. And I said, you know, I, when is the last time I used a baseball glove? And I even have it like folded so that it stays, you know, in shape and Flexible all that shit. and has the shape. Do you, yeah. do you oil yeah. it? Do you put the oil in it? No, it? I don't oil it. If I oil a baseball glove, there's something horribly wrong with me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I have it. I don't know. I'm going to throw it out, for Christ's sake. I mean, what am I doing with that? I've had it for years. What do you and say I, to yourself when you look at that baseball glove? What What makes you keep putting it back on the shelf? Well, I, I guess, you know what? I've been reading about this in terms of organizing. There's a, a, a sort of a syndrome that it's what-if syndrome. You kind of go, well, what if somebody wants to have a catch with me? Or what if somebody wants to throw a ball? What if, what if, what? No one has ever thought to have a catch with me in the last 25, 30 years. I don't know when I had a catch. I don't even think since college I've had a catch. But I got this fucking mitt taking up shelf space, collecting dust, and uh, I'm going to get rid of it. You know what? That's what I'm going to, you know, I'm watching these organizers, so they say, throw out something every day. Today, the mitt's going out the window. <laughs> but, but you know what well, happens? Maybe Gary, uh, maybe Gary could borrow it in case he throws out the opening. I, I don't want again. Gary having my mitt. I don't want to <laughs> give it to anybody. No, what does he need my mitt for? He's got his own thing. Good luck. It's for luck for him. He needs But this, it. what if, like, like, what if I get drafted by the Mets? What if there's a <laughs> nuclear explosion and I'm the only guy left who can play first base? You better but, hold uh, on to it. I had horrible experiences. Uh, my father one time had a catch with me. Never once asked me to have a catch. I think my mother again said, you tell him have a catch. <laughs> and I had my baseball glove. I don't even think he had a baseball glove. And he had he had a hardball because my father caught a hardball um, when he was a boy, uh, when he was at watching the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, the Yankees. And I guess they were playing in the Bronx or something back then. Who the fuck knows? My father caught it barehanded. Uh, he takes me in the back. I threw the ball to him. It hit him in the nuts. He fucking yelled for five minutes, and he blamed me that I don't know how to throw. And I'm going to tell you something. In my memory, I burned it right into him, uh, straight on. 
And he wasn't man enough to say, you know what? I fucking missed. I should have put on a glove. <laughs> and he blamed me that I don't know how to throw. And see, that's why I have low self-esteem. I'm telling you. Um, but uh, it was horrible. He yelled for me. He doesn't even know how to throw. He hit me in my balls. <laughs> oh, my God. What happened to you, Tell? Everything was a disaster. That was, they call that two balls at a strike, I guess. There you go. You should have been a comedian, Kathy. I'm telling you. I know. You missed your calling. Meanwhile, he was supposed to be teaching me. And, you know, uh, you know, my dad, if he had been, he would have said, hey, my young son wants to learn how to do this. So maybe but I'll he, teach him. He that. didn't have that capacity, Howard. He, no. He was forced to go out. He obviously didn't know anything about being a dad to a son. Right. Oh, let's start oh. from there. <laughs> well, let me correct you. He did know a few things. <laughs> he, he knew how to check me for a hernia, but uh, that was it. <laughs> Boy, was that a horror? Ooh. And he knew how to yell about Chinese buffets. Oh my God, my parents. My parents used to go to buffets, and why did um, he yell about the buffet? Oh my God, my parents when they would go to a buffet, forget about it. First of all, my mother who is a real stickler when I'm talking. Like, I used to say, hey, Mom, why don't you put on some jewelry? And she'd go, it's not jewelry. You say jewelry, jewelry. <laughs> you know, she was always correcting me. And uh, and then she goes to me, your father and I went to the buffet. I go, Mom, it's a buffet. That's what I said, buffet. <laughs> Everything was a fucking hassle in that house. <laughs> That buffet points to everything that's wrong with America. You go to a, you guys, my parents used to scream about the buffet. Once you see a guy with spare rib juice all over his face, stuffing his pockets with extra, extra spare ribs, I mean, you'll see what's wrong with America. We're a nation of thieves and scammers. I mean, you're at the buffet, be a gentleman. You're sitting there, you're eating spare ribs. It says all you can eat. The buffet is, the deal is this. You come to the buffet, have a meal. No one's going to sit and regulate. You want 10 spare ribs, that's your meal. Go for it. It's a beautiful contract between the customer and the owner of the restaurant. And you see a guy. He's stuffing his pockets with spare ribs. Greasy fucking spare ribs. Because he's going to beat the fucking system. He's going to beat the system. And this is what I mean. What a nice thing to have a buffet in America where you can go and stand there. But people, they want to beat the fucking system. And the buffet relies on certain rules of civility. It assumes that you're a thinking member of the human race. The owner it's is like saying, the you know, honor system, whenever they yeah. would give you a test and nobody's there monitoring the honor system. There's exactly no honor. there's no honor at the buffet. Everything is a technicality with these people. Well, you said it's all you can eat. You didn't say anything about how long we'd be sitting here. And we're going to sit here for three fucking days because we're hazards and we're going to eat every fucking thing on this thing. I mean, people, you know, and the poor owners like, really, do I have to spell it out? All you can eat buffet for an hour. People are not human beings. I wish they'd call the police in every time one of these fuck nuts is at a buffet and they abuse it. 
They could catch people with spare ribs in their pocket. I saw a guy put spare ribs in his pocket. <laughs> I swear to you, I it saw that. It should say all you can eat in the restaurant. That's, in the restaurant. You, know, you can't take it out. And you will be frisked at the end of your meal. And if you got spare ribs and egg rolls in your... I mean, my God, are you that fucking... Well, you said all I can eat. You didn't say anything about me. But I mean, it's unbelievable. And, if you, you know, the guy who... Uh, yes, Kathy? Sorry. Many years ago, they had a, a buffet, a Mongolian buffet, when I lived in Staten Island. And we we went there to see what it was all about. And I'm a tiny little thing. But these three men came in, they were brothers, and they were so big, it was ridiculous. And all of the rest of us that were sitting there waiting to eat, we just kept looking at each other. And we didn't leave till we seen how much they ate. And when I talked to the owner, I said, how do you make money when you have people like that coming in? Right, and he, right. Well, he said, for every one of them, we get somebody like you that only eats a little bit. Well, oh. I'll tell you what. Thank goodness. <laughs> you sound like, Kathy, you sound like my parents because that was their big thing. They'd go to the Chinese buffet. And I would hear about it for the next two days, three days. Well, you should see these people. We got there. There was, they didn't have the shrimp out. As soon as they came with that tray, these people... As soon as the tray of shrimp, as soon as the tray of shrimp came out, <laughs> everyone runs there. You would think they never had a shrimp before. It's like, it's, um, my, I mean, it's unbelievable what would go on at this buffet. It's unbelievable what would go on. And, 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 you know, all you can eat, the concept implies that you're a reasonable human being with some sense of fairness and that you're going to eat a portion and maybe you'll have your Chinese food and then afterwards maybe you'll get two desserts instead of they, one. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like that. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But no. We go there, these people are such chazers. And you know what a chazer is? A chazer is, a, a, is someone who's going to beat the system. Who gets, you know, they load up on everything and it's someone who is so, they're, they're piggish. You know? They're yeah, piggish. I used to see the, they, they, the plates couldn't be big enough. So they'd have two dinner plates. Yes. And yeah, they, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> people, people, here's the definition of a chazer. People who overeat and still feel like they can't get enough. Yeah. You know? These chazas, they would get up there. Your father, listen, your father and I know it's all you can eat. And your father has an egg roll, I have an egg roll. And then we might have chow mein. She likes chicken chow mein. <laughs> That's right. And we get a, we get a normal plate. They congratulate themselves like they had just gone to the moon. That they were just doing the right thing. My they parents, should be heroes. <laughs> my parents always were the heroes of every story. Uh, they did everything perfectly. You should see these people. Listen, one plate of Chinese food is enough. And then we go up and we get a dessert. It's, it's two trips. That's right. One for the meal. And then one time we go for the uh, dessert. Dessert. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thank goodness they knew the same rules. 
<laughs> oh, believe me, I got uh, I got houses here. I got the with the back office. I get the bagels and uh, seltzer for everyone free, you know, for the uh-huh. workers on our show. Benji would fill that backpack up with bagels and seltzer. When Jackie would walk Oh, we in, always have had at least one. Yeah, Jackie had a, the water. Would, waters. Oh. I go, Jackie, what's with the waters? Hey, they're free. I go, yeah, but like, we're getting that delivered so we can have a drink when we're on the air. He oh, would fill oh. his backpack every day with yeah. water. Every day. <laughs> and, can I tell uh, you? Can I, can I tell you what yeah. kind of free stuff he would take that used to make me laugh? I mean, all right, thank you, Gary. Anyway, um, Gary's got a memory like a steel trap. What can I tell you? Yeah, now that he says that, I go, oh yeah, I remember that. The eyes flew out of it when we were beating. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. Anyway, my point is that I would get lectured by my parents. Um, but they always went. They they seem to hate the experience and the the terrible activities of the other people that were there. But they went all the time, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, they loved that. The sport was talking about how great they were at the buffet and everyone else was horrible. <laughs> they got that reaffirmed um, yeah. every time. Yeah. Richard's another chaser. He would go to the uh, all-you-can-drink brunches. He was such a, a, an abuser of it that the the place he used to go to every week changed their policy because of him. That's when you know you have a drinking problem. What was Wait, it? When? The guy ran out... You went, the guy ran out of champagne, right? You actually drank him out of uh, all his champagne. <laughs> there wow. were a few places where they literally ran out. Like one place went and got more. Another place was like, you guys just got to leave. <laughs> but yeah, the one would, that. How long yeah. would you stay for? Like you would stay for eight hours. You know, the guy, the guy tried to do something nice. We come have all you want to drink, pay one price. They, they don't bank on somebody sitting there all day. They assume you have some sort of life. He's sitting there eight hours to get the, to beat the system. And you never felt funny about no. that, Richard. Like people never. are running out of booze and you're not bothered. No, 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 he's not. <laughs> the one <laughs> place we, we went to one place and we were there for like eight or nine hours, like all day on a Sunday. The next Sunday we went there and they said one hour free, like all you can drink mimosa time limit. Like we were so proud that we literally got this place to change uh, their rules. Because but, why of would, us. but you ruin it for, uh, well, now I sound like my <laughs> They ruin it for everyone. We see the owner over there. He can't keep up with the shrimp. And we look at that plate. They get, they pile on that shrimp. They pile it on and then they don't eat it. That's why you don't have shrimp. That's right. Oh, I got crazy buffet stories too, Howard. The Pizza Hut buffet oh, back in Kansas. Like they, they used oh, to. Oh God, the Pizza Hut buffet. Oh, <laughs> what a horror! I've talked about it on the how show much, before. How but... much money would it cost for the uh, buffet? Oh, I think back then it was like a dollar ninety nine or two ninety nine. Uh, it was great. But it was the eat. best people watching ever. Yeah, it, w- I would just go there and sit to watch the people that came in. And I remember there was a, a heavy woman 
<laughs> went up and started yelling at the manager. She's like, there's too much thin crust on the buffet. I want pan pizza. She was mad. <laughs> send her. And, you know where they should send her to the Ukraine, that woman. That's where she deserves to be. <laughs> well, I wanted to go tell her, well, why not just stack the thin crust pizzas? <laughs> stack three pieces on top of each other. <laughs> you try to teach her. Yeah. Uh, how about the women who would go to the buffet bathroom for a long time? And you know they're in there shitting, and then they come back out, and then they tank up on some more. Yeah, they fill like they, up again. It was the same woman. It was the same woman. Like, I saw her. She, she complained to the the, the uh, manager, and then they finally brought her out a pan pizza, which I think she ate the whole thing. Like, she got it all on her plate. And then she went into the bathroom, and I timed her. She was in there for, like, 17 minutes. And then she comes yeah. back out and goes yeah. to the dessert pizza. Like she had to make room for the dessert pizza. Dessert well, my wife, pizza. my oh, wife yeah. and I had a dessert pizza. Like it's like ice cream on top of your pizza. I, I oh, my wife was. and I were talking. My wife and I were talking because we we watch everything we eat pretty much. And I said, you know what, we got to go to the buffet um, before we die. You know what I mean? The I'm buffet. gonna go. And she <laughs> goes. She she goes. She goes. Yeah, we got to go, but we got to make sure we get there first before everyone gets, because people touch everything. They're disgusting. They put their <laughs> forks and spoons in the buffet. They, they have breathe sneeze on the food. guards where yeah. in case oh, people God. sneeze. Yeah. That's, oh, so I gross. think, why I hate buffets. You know, anytime Bouffang. I go somewhere and there's a buffet, Bouffang. dinner, or whatever, it's I just don't eat. Well, Man. Robin, I, I used to go to a Chinese buffet in Florida, and uh I read, I literally was at the place and I was reading the local newspaper and I read that they got 150 health violations <laughs> <laughs> and, they were, and they were going to be closing uh, down. And I was like, well, I better enjoy this now. They were taking food off of people's plates after they left and putting oh, it back on the buffet. Oh they found goodness. like roach droppings. In the food. You know, you know, who's the biggest abuser of buffets is high pitch Eric. And I'm glad he's on the phone because I remember he used to call me and he'd talk about the buffet. I mean, this guy would eat. Right. I mean, you were in there for days, right? You would go to the buffet and just and they wanted you to leave and you wouldn't. Right, Eric? That's right. Like a sushi buffet. And like I could eat so much sushi. I stayed there for hours with Joey Boots. <laughs> right. Like I remember the stories, right? No lightweight. Yeah. I think yeah, you I need mean, around 50 pieces, Howard. Really? Yeah. I, like I could eat, I could down like 60 to 70 pieces of sushi. Wow. Oh, my God. And would, like, the owner ever come to you and say, like, you know, come on, give me a break? No, not at all. In your opinion, what is the best buffet out there? I would have to say Sizzler because they had the best all-you-can-eat breakfast at the Sizzler. They had the, what would you, they had, they had what would you eat? You, pancakes, French toast, eggs, and sausages. And when you talk about eggs, sausage, pancakes, and French you're talk, toast, yeah, and French toast, pancakes and French toast, <laughs> you realize pancakes and French toast are almost the same thing, right? <laughs> oh well, it's different because French toast is like is like bread, like white bread. So you right. dip it in egg and you put it in the frying pan. Right, but you and realize what is a it's like it's shaped different. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But a pancake's like bread. You know, it's batter and you know what I mean? It's the it's same, the same food thing. Group. It's a yeah. bread. Everything's a bread. <laughs> like, I remember yeah. I have had all your key pancakes. Like a few years ago, right before Joey passed away, we went to IHOP in Union Square, and we I had all your key pancakes at like eight o'clock at night. Would you ever be approached by management, and where they'd say, "Look, man, you're breaking the bank. You got to fucking stop." I mean, or would they just put up with you? No, they would just put up with us because that's where that's where they make their money at the all your key buffets. How they make money you- when you're eating everything? Come on, Robin. It's a business. They can't. They can't kick you out. <laughs> Can you? Yeah, try but, to but kick him out. <laughs> is there? Is there? But did they ever say to you like, like, what is the longest you would sit there? Would you ever sit there for eight to ten hours and just eat? Like maybe seven and a half hours. <laughs> Why just seven Eric, and a half? They had yeah, a limit. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, and, would and when you, you would, would, at, would, yeah. while you were there to make more room. Uh, well, what was that, Richard? I said, would you shit while you're at the buffet to make more room so you could eat more? Oh, absolutely. I would. <laughs> so you would you like in the seven and a half hours, let's say on a day that you really spend time there, uh, like would you take two or three shits while you're there? Like would you go back and forth to the bathroom and then like empty out and then go eat more? I remember I went, there, went to the bathroom like four times at IHOP. Wow. <laughs> Shitting. Shitting or pissing? Yeah. Shitting. Wow. <laughs> imagine oh, why would you even oh be in God, the restaurant. Uh, imagine the manager. Imagine the manager at this thing, you know, he's going crazy. Imagine the janitor. <laughs> I can only imagine the size of your shit still like cuz you're eating so much, you know. And he's not the but, only one. Like that's going on all the day yeah. with a lot of other patrons too. Yeah, like Eric, I bet yeah. when I go to the Chinese buffet. I stock up on uh, backdrop wonton soup. Yeah, but do you get? Do you take it out of the buffet? Like, like I saw a guy load his pockets full of spare ribs. Would you like bring a container and put egg drop soup in there? Yeah, because I was because they they, they you have to, you have to pay for that. You like you can't take it out. That's what I'm saying. So you couldn't yeah. sneak food out. No, you can't because. If if you waste sushi and there's leftover sushi, they charge you for that. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you mean there's a penalty if you load your plate up and you don't finish? Right. You, you tra- mm. They charge you if, mm. if you don't finish it. Good idea. That's smart. That is a yeah. good idea. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yes. Well, well, there was nothing left on Eric's plate, I'm sure. He never had to pay. <laughs> he, he never paid extra. There's no penalty. <laughs> no. no. He's proud to say he never got a penalty. <laughs> no, never. And next month, I'm getting surgery, too, so I'm going to stock up on food. What surgery? What? My spine. I have two discs touching the nerve of my back. No, you're fine. You're fine. So he's got to stock up on food, so there's more to yeah. operate on. Yeah, well, Eric has a really Eric has a good trick. He hides all the food from the buffet in his stomach and sneaks it out. <laughs> <laughs> when you did that IHOP uh, all you could eat pancakes, how many pancakes did you have? I had about like six orders of pancakes. Six orders. And, and how many pancakes are in an order? Like three or four. 
So you'd have as many as 18 to 20-something pancakes yes. uh, in, in a sitting. Yes. Wow. Were they like the flavored ones? Like, did you get chocolate chip or anything like that? No, just regular pancakes with... Uh, That'd be gross, uh, 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 Richard. What's the <laughs> matter with you? <laughs> Sorry. With the regular syrup. Oh, just regular right. pancakes and regular syrup. And, I, and, and butter? I drowned it in the syrup. <laughs> what about melted butter, Eric? Did you melt butter on top of them? No, I don't, I don't use butter. I just use the syrup. Oh. oh okay. You're healthy. Hey, he's yeah. cutting out nice. some calories, yeah. <laughs> nice stuff. Hi, this is High Pitcher, Eric, with an eating tip. When you're at a Chinese buffet, don't live in... Let me do that again. When you're at an all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet, don't let them tell you when to leave. If they give you shit, tell them to fuck off. Unless they post a time limit, you can stay whenever the fuck you want. If I want to stay there until lunch, till dinner, I am going to. I'm going to get my money's worth, you <laughs> fucks. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. I got your call. I, I, was, I was gonna come down there with my grandson, and I just wanted to see what you guys had on the buffet today. Okay, tell me what you're looking for, and I'll tell you if I have it. Okay, do you have barbecue pork? Yes. Good. Broccoli and rice? Yes. Good. Do you have chili? Start at the salad bar, and I'm gonna work my way all down to the dessert bar. Is that all right? Yeah, that's good. Tomatoes, lettuce, red onions, cucumbers, three kinds of lettuce. Oh, good. Mushrooms, cheese, blue cheese, pepperoni, uh -huh. shrimp, ham, cheese, carrots, broccoli, oh, that's uh, good. black olives, green olives, beets, eggs, cauliflower, Baked green peppers, bacon, tomatoes, jalapenos, raisins, sunflower seeds, silver dollars, oh, tomato, tomato greens, tomato garden salad, sliced peaches, pears, pickles, spears. Devil oh. eggs, Asian ginger dressing, cottage cheese, That's one course for high pitch, Eric. I mean, it's great. His mouth uh, yes. must have been watering. Uh, Marianne from Brooklyn, what's up? Oh, my God, I love you, Howard. Howard, he, I've been to the buffet with him, and he's not the only one eating like that. I'm the only one drinking a Diet Coke. The whole place is piling their plates up with food, and nobody's saying anything. In fact, I mean, when you... how great is America? That all that food exists in one restaurant. I mean, you you go to the rest of the world. You don't see this kind of food and 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 abundance. I mean, and variety. It's, 
Right. Mm-hmm. Listen to what's going on at these places. And uh, yet there are people who abuse this wonderful. They, they, they act like people. they've never seen food. Right. That's and why my parents would. Uh, yes. I'm sorry. What you don't <laughs> know is that as soon as you walk up, they keep handing you plates. They hand you I know. plates. I know. I, I know my parents informed me of this. <laughs> They come up there with those plates and they load them up. They can't, they can't possibly eat all that food. They do. Beryl, I watch them. I know, but they should be human beings about it. I run a business. If these people come in and abuse it. That's right. Your father and I, we get one plate. Whatever I can put on the plate, I put on there. That's it. <laughs> That's what I eat. That's right. <laughs> We don't take a second trip up to the buffet. No. Never. And even, I mean, they say it's all you can eat and the food is sitting out there the whole time. But people load up those plates like they're going to run out of food. And maybe. And they can't make another trip. And maybe we'll get a dessert. That's right. I get uh, like a, I get one scoop of chocolate ice cream with pineapple. That's uh, that's why we have that. He gets the same thing, and maybe we'll share a little something. If it's something, yeah, that's right. But we don't abuse the buffet. We don't abuse it. Never. And these people, you should see the bayach on some of them. (laughs) They got these bellies. I never saw anything like it. That's right. I mean, they got these grotesque bellies. They overeat. That's right. That's right. Your father and I don't overeat. Sure, there's a lot of food there, but we don't have to eat everything there. I, I could go up to eat four times. I don't. Well, I have my meal, my dessert, and I'm out of there in 25 minutes. We don't like to go and sit there all day. We eat. I do my business and I get out of there. <laughs> That's right. And I think my parents have a fantasy that, like, the manager is aware of how how they follow the They're rules. They're good and how, people. They get an yeah, award. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sure they know that we are good customers. <laughs> he know. was always in, in, you know, trying to impress restaurant yeah. people for some reason or that. I don't yeah. know why the restaurant people were so important to him. My dad wanted everyone to think that he was just like perfect and responsible. Very uptight about that. And and he wasn't aware that none of the people who were overeating and abusing were watching him. Listen. Yeah, they, those people were like, look at those two schmucks. They paid full yeah. price and they haven't even gotten a second plate yet. <laughs> they didn't get their money's worth. Listen, we live in a society. You gotta abide by rules. Not every, you don't have to be an animal. That's <laughs> right. And I think in the back of his mind, he's like, the owner there, he knows where the two smartest customers there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the buffet. That, that guy you? was busy. Yeah, <laughs> you don't think he was staring. Anything. You don't think he was staring at my parents? Well, my parents used to get irked by it. They used to go to this restaurant. I won't say the name. I don't know if the guy's still alive. He couldn't possibly be. But this guy, he was like a big personality. The restaurant was named the guy's name who owned it. I see. 
And he he was in Rockville Center. You yeah. have to know who he is because he's the guy. Yeah. He's driving me crazy. Yeah, father loves the restaurant. But the owner, he comes up every time to tell me about his life. <laughs> we just want to eat. We just want to eat. And he comes over, how are you, and this, and his son, and the dad, and the grandchildren. Who cares? I don't need to see a picture of his grandchildren. Who wants to see a picture? We're there to eat on dinner. And the food is fabulous. If I tell you it's fabulous, it's fabulous. But he's hawking me in China with his grandchildren in his business. I just want to eat. Your father loves fish. And this guy's got the freshest fish in the world. It's delicious, but I can't take 20 minutes of him. I want to order and get out of there. We just want to eat up and get out. That's right. He thinks he's uh, a personality. They had so much fun. That's <laughs> this guy thinks he's a personality. He's got no personality. That's right. <laughs> oh, they would just rip people Don't apart. Don't try to be nice to me. Just beat no, me so man. I can leave. <laughs> yeah. King of all blacks, you're on the air in New Jersey. What's up? Yeah, have you ever? Have you ever? Well, you probably would never. You never would go there. But the Golden Corral in the Bronx, or you can eat buffet. Crazy, huh? They got. It is. I'm talking about black and Spanish, mostly black. But it's. They have a pyramid of fried chicken, like a like a like it's it's posed like a fucking a pyramid. <laughs> and they don't want the wings. You know what I'm saying? They want the thighs. Uh, breasts and, and and they picking through the pyramid. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I I haven't been to one. Hold on a second, King. Don't go right to that one in the box. Uh oh, Dan Rather, how are you, sir? The greatest reporter, Dan Rather, was anchorman on CBS TV. How many years were you anchorman? Many many years. I'm reporting now, Howard, live. At the Golden Corral Buffet after breakfast. <laughs> I have to tell you, it's like the aftermath of the Hiroshima nuclear blast. I never thought I could witness such man-made devastation beyond the fields of war. What do you see? Can you give us a live report from Golden Corral? Well, there are pools of barbecue sauce on the floor. I see two obese women wrestling over the last egg roll. And I believe patrons are attempting to sell their children. In exchange for access to the shrimp tray. Uh, now there is a, a, a motorized scooter. He's parked in front of the chicken wings and is eating directly from the tray. <laughs> okay. This is utter chaos. Well, there you go. Thank you, Mr. Rather. There's a report live from Dan Rather, who is at the Golden Corral. Thank you. Hey, Howard, you know what else they do? Like, like if there's, if, if there's not steak, what do you call that? The thing when they cut a prime rib. If it's the prime rib, they, they tell a guy to move the fork over, like to make the, you know, because they got like a uniform slice. So they right. say, yo, move the knife over. So you can want a thicker piece. <laughs> <laughs> well, why not just get two pieces? <laughs> they, they, they just, you know, they just want their plate to look full. And I get it because when we went there, I was full off of one plate. I didn't have that much. I lost a lot of weight. But, uh, um, 
But in your mind, you say, man, I ain't paying. I'm going to get some more food. I'm going to pay $20. You know what I'm saying? So I know. Everyone wants mind. to beat the system. Everyone wants yes. to beat the system. They, yeah, you can't go these up buffets are up to $20. Right. You can't just get dollar fifty or something. You can't just get yes. one dessert. Yeah. I'm going to have no. the ice cream, the carrot cake, and, um, and, and, and give me seven more of dinner rolls, please. You know, I mean, it's Howard, like, it's I, was, I was at a yeah. Golden Corral once where somebody, it was like breakfast time, and somebody ate nothing but pie and cake for, like, they had their table that full of pies and cakes for breakfast. It was the greatest thing. Yes, Jason. Well, you know, What's in that? Vegas, they yeah. now have to give a scooter to anybody who asks for one in the casino. <laughs> and the purpose and the scooter has a little basket right. on the front of it. What's and they for? know they can, you know, all the drinks in the casino are free as long as you're gambling. Right. So they'll order like 20 beers and have it all sitting in the scooter. So they don't have to move Great another idea. muscle. They just drink and hit that, you know, the bar on that or the button on that uh, slot machine all day long. Drinking and driving, and the, though? Yes. And the God. scooter is so when they're drunk and can't walk, they can still ride. Uh, you're turning Richard on. He's got a boomer. What's, I'm going uh, to Vegas. What's on your mind, Jason? Hey, guys, so my wife and I went to Golden Corral in Orlando, right near Disney World on International Drive, whatever, wherever that is. And it was the most horrific experience of our lives, seeing <laughs> these fat lards, disgusting, piling food, all high-pitch Eric's, eating pancakes and all kinds of nasty things. It was disgusting. Well, wow, listen, that's... We uh, never that's went back. We were, we were mortified. We ended up leaving. Like, we... We paid. We ate like real quick, and we had to get out of there because it was just, it was, it was an experience. Like no it was one. mayhem. But it was mayhem. All right, thank you, Jason. Very good. Fascinating. All Howard, right, can I just David. tell you? Sorry, one more little thing about buffets that I noticed. It's funny too. Like no. if you see one, like if there's a big pizza, but there's one last little piece left, like you they wait don't want to it. see. They you gotta wait it. to they... see who's desperate enough to take it because everybody, <laughs> everybody touches the pizza with their fingers to pull it apart. And what you they just do wait is to see that last one sits up there like a lonely, you know, like an orphan. Yep. And yep. then th you see they're all staring and waiting for the fresh pizza to come out. Exactly. And then there's this, there's a rush toward the buffet. <laughs> it's like, but you Buffalo know what they do fighting. with that last, what they do with that last piece of pizza, which is very funny because nobody wants to touch it. When the new pizza comes out, they take that last piece and put it on top. Put they put it on top of the new pizza. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> they, they'll they'll get rid of that slice somehow. As of now, all John Hinckley Jr. live concerts have been canceled. What, what, Peace what? and love. Why did he get COVID or something? No, no, Peace no. And love. The, uh, the, as I call him, the failed presidential assassin. He tried to kill Ronald Reagan. He wasn't able to. Uh, thank God. The failed presidential assassin was recently completely freed by the courts, allowing him to bring his music to the world. Songs like Vagabonds, which Robin, I know you're a big fan of. <laughs> That's my fave. Gonna, um, 
He was going to perform this gem at the Market Hotel, then they cited threats of violence <laughs> as the reason for canceling. And John Hinckley released a statement saying he was, quote, disappointed by the cancellation, but he was concerned about his and the audience's safety. Wow, what a turnaround during yeah, these very scary times. Yeah. Man. Yeah, you know, it's really sad how, as John Hinckley says, how unsafe the world is. You got a lot of nuts running around these days. <laughs> He's like, can you imagine John Hinckley said, um, really disappointed, but I'm, uh, I'm I'm concerned about my audience's safety during these very, very scary times. Dude, there's nothing scarier than you. Yeah, he contributed greatly to the scary times. Yeah, you were the reason we were scared. You got yes. to the president of the United <laughs> States. Maniac. Oh, look who it is, Robin. It's John Hinckley Jr. What's up, pal? Hello, Howard. And I would hey. like to make the announcement that I'm very disappointed that these are scary times and we understand that not everybody is normal like you and me and we need to be safe and my fans need to be safe even though they need to hear the music that I've written safety always comes first right right well I'm glad to see you're a responsible person now John Hinckley Jr. everybody and if I could please perform my new song here for the world to hear it, I'd like to perform a new song I wrote. This song Go is going to impress the love of my life, the woman, the apple of my eye, Ellen DeGeneres. I thought it was Jodie Foster. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I thought you were in love with Jodie Foster. Well, it's better to have loved and lost and while we had something special. Ellen DeGeneres is my beautiful blonde princess, and when she hears my song, she will see a real me, and she'll see we're meant to be together. And if that does not work, I will impress her by any means necessary. Ellen All will right. be proud of well, me, and she okay, will love I'm, me one way or another. I'm pretty sure she's gay, dude, but uh, okay. Good luck with that. There you go. So anyway, they that bad news. Robin. Well, I couldn't you believe he was going on tour. So I'm glad to hear that uh, that has been canceled. Me too. The Market Hotel said in a statement, it is not worth a gamble on the safety of our vulnerable communities to give a guy a microphone and a paycheck for from his art and who who hasn't had to earn it. Uh, this is a very confusing statement. What? Who we don't care about on an artistic level and who upsets people in a dangerously radicalized reactionary climate. They didn't think mm. about that before they uh, agreed? No. Evidently not. Here's something, too, before I read the fan feedback. I just I was reading this article. It gets me so fucking pissed. COVID in America. How This is from MSNBC. How America... It's by a guy... Well, they put it out, but it, in other words, they reprinted it, but it's by a guy named Jarvis DeBerry. How America continues to embarrass itself in its attempts to handle COVID... Congressional Republicans can block COVID funding without fear because their voters think the country has spent too much fighting COVID. Just listen to this. This is fucking crazy. Congressional Republicans have effectively obstructed President Joe Biden's $22.5 billion request for more COVID relief. 59% of Republicans think the pandemic is yesterday's news. 63% believe the federal government has spent too much to combat COVID-19. The number of COVID cases and deaths in the United States is on the rise. Um, 
and uh, average hundreds of COVID deaths every day. COVID deaths and sickness disproportionately affect those in low socioeconomic positions, especially minorities in those positions. So you know what's going to happen. They're going to cut back on the COVID spending. The fucking pandemic is going to come raging back. They're not going to put money into masking. All this bill was going to do is put money into masking, into home tests, getting better home tests so we could know if somebody has COVID, which would make it essentially safe for us. And we could know in 30 minutes whether or not somebody has COVID. And it would greatly reduce more vaccine available, more vaccine to uh, infants and all that kind of stuff. But uh, they're against it. Then you know what's going to happen. Shit's going to go down. COVID's going to get bad. And uh, then they're going to go, well, Biden didn't do anything. But well, there's a there perfect position for the Republicans. They can do that and then blame Biden. It's a perfect uh, scenario for them right around election time. 67% of the country is fully vaccinated. Thank God. That's why you've been able to sort of function now. COVID vaccines for kids as young as six months are available starting today, which I am thrilled about because I didn't want to say anything, but I have multiple children under six months old. I am you? actually, that's right. Beth and I are, I didn't know that. Yeah. We have 17 children under six months old. Don't ask how wow. we did it. That's wow. right. By the way, you know, you brought up Herschel Walker last week. Yeah. And they found that he had a son that, you know, even <laughs> after he has given all these speeches about how black fathers are a disgrace because they abandon their children. He has a 10 year old son. I think that he had to be, you know, taken to court in order to support and he doesn't see that kid he doesn't have any relationship with him and then they found a few more you know like they keep finding kids that belong to him that nobody knew he had well hey he's the republican candidate and they say he's got a good shot at winning hey, go figure well he has agreed to a debate i i saw that too that the oh he did i guess the democratic candidate has uh asked him to debate before the election, and he has agreed. I'm going to tune in for that. I hope they put that on nationally. I and really national do. national television. <laughs> That's going to be a good one. In fact, some of the fans wrote in about Herschel Walker. As long as I'm uh, finishing the show with some of the uh, email and things you guys write. Um, Robin's right. On Wednesday's show, I mentioned, uh, this is last week, I mentioned Senate candidate Herschel Walker and his response to the Uvalde school shooting and. uh in case you didn't get to hear that, here's the here's the clip we were talking about. Cain, Kia, Abel, you know, and uh, you know, and that's the problem that we have. And I said, what we need to do is look into how we can stop those things. You know, he talked about doing a disinformation. What about getting a department that can look at young men that's looking at uh, women that's looking at uh, just social media? What about doing that, looking into things like that, and we can stop that that way? But yet they want to just continue to talk about taking away your constitutional rights. And and I, I think there's more thing we need to look into this. This has been happening for years, and the way we stop it, by putting money into the mental health field, by putting money into uh, other departments rather than departments that want to take away your rights. That's going to be some debate. Oh, my God. I cannot <laughs> wait to hear that. Yeah. 
Well, I hope he wins. It'll be fun. It'll be a funny Senate. We'll have even more more of a nightmare. By the way, Herschel Walker has said he has never denied the existence of his four children, three of whom he has never publicly discussed until recently, but he says he has never, just to tell you his Yeah, response. nobody knew to ask. He, yeah. They didn't see him with him. <laughs> Many fans recalled my interview with Herschel. Thank you, because I don't remember it. Yeah, I don't remember that. When did you yeah. talk to Herschel? Was I here? Two, yeah, of course. 2000. No, you were sick that day. It was 2010. <laughs> I don't remember either. Years ago, I remember Herschel Walker admitted to having mental health issues. I believe it was on your show, Howard. Uh, Howard, I remember hearing Herschel Walker on your show many years ago. He came off wow. like an absolute crazy person. <laughs> Howard, it's been a while, but didn't Herschel Walker talk about having multiple personality disorders when he was on your show? Well, we went back into the archive. Indeed, Herschel did mention that he dealt with multiple personality disorders. So maybe uh, there you go. Let's see. Uh, what what are the names it, of your personalities? I call it, what I said, what I, what I said, multiple personalities. Is you're leaving home with the wrong hat on, and I, and, and that's why I make light of it. And I, that's the reason I call it multiple personalities because we all have it. Were you diagnosed with this? Uh, there were doctors diagnosed me with it, but that's where a lot of doctors say, "Well, he really doesn't have it." It does, and that's the reason I wrote the book to show that guys, we all suffer from different things, but yeah. we're not as bad as what people think it is. And then, thank you for the refresher on this. On the same interview, Herschel claimed to have played Russian roulette. Who knew? Which is uh, quite a revelation. Guys always talk about uh, how they played all these crazy games. But I said, I played Russian roulette. I was crazy. Where were you when you played Russian roulette? Uh, Yeah, I was at home. And I thought it was a game because I love competition so much. And I said that, you know, we all suffer from certain things. We're not even aware of it. And, you know, I don't even drink. That's what's even worse. I don't yeah, drink or take drugs. Yeah, you're not on anything. So I was, uh, I was high on myself. Straight. <laughs> he was straight. He was straight. Well, any day now, a oh, representative boy. underdog will be uh, announcing her campaign. So there you well, go. Well, maybe some of those other personalities are the fathers of those kids that he never mentioned. Maybe During that's that same excuse, yeah. Listen to this, Robin, since you don't remember it and I don't remember it. During his appearance on our show, Herschel also claimed that he did not masturbate, nor had he ever seen a porno film. Oh, sure. Uh, Herschel claimed to only have had sex with two women in his life, yet he was almost 48 years old during the interview. Okay, listen, I, I don't know. Maybe that's true. These three kids mm. have a have different mothers, I think, that they found. Or four. I don't even know how many it is. Uh, one listener turned me on to a new Herschel Walker fact. They, well, you allude to this. A Herschel Walker, Howard, is a real piece of work. You didn't even mention he had an illegitimate kid, illegitimate kid, even though he attacks other African-American men for being deadbeat dads. Yeah. So that's kind of what you're saying. But he also well, says a, a father should stay in his child's life and raise them, that they need a father. But he doesn't father these kids. Hmm. A uh, bunch of people on another topic, Robin, wrote us about uh, George and Brad at the uh, Japan Day Parade. Ah. Um, uh, this listener who is a fan of George said, I feel really bad for George. It sounded like a brutal, a brutal day, the Japan Day Parade. <laughs> that being said, it was pretty fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, very funny recap on George at the parade today. You're right, Howard. He just can't go and take Spock's line like that, live long and prosper. 
Georgia didn't want to hear about it, Robin. He Try to pry it out of his hands. He's keeping right. it. <laughs> the parade segment was fantastic. It reminded me of what a Saint Brad truly is. Yes, Brad is a saint. He absolutely is. Yes, Jeff, you're on the air. Hey, Howard, how are you doing? I uh, just wanted to say that, uh, you know, this whole COVID thing is not a not a joke. I'm sitting here in my house after being as careful as you for about two and a half years. And I got 102 fever. And, uh, you know, it's it's not not fun. And uh, so just keep keep hiding out in your house, man, because this is uh, no joke. I got it through, uh, I think, through some exposure from my daughter who was home from college. Yeah, you know, my wife and I are always trying to figure it out. We, um, we're planning on seeing people by using, uh, you know, testing. You know, we'll invite people over and then test them. That's the best yeah, way we say, know. Howard, but, you know but the, it's very expensive, the, the by the home, way. Yeah, I took uh, three at-home tests, and they all came out negative. And uh, only after I went to get a PCR, after I started feeling lousy, it came up positive. I know. You know, I almost feel like everyone is ridiculing me so much that I'm just going to end up getting this thing because, you know, I really don't want it. I don't like what it does. I have a friend who got it. He's my age, and uh, he still doesn't have his sense of um, taste. He can't get it back. It's been months. And I really don't want to deal with it. I'm not, you know, I mean, geez, it just sounds awful. And But most people I know have gone out and done things and so i'm trying to figure it out for god's sake i mean i'm still wearing a mask when i go indoors and uh, you know uh, that's the way i'm dealing with it but and then we're going to do these tests and maybe i don't know i'm probably going to gotta up still it. sit outside because he's I right know. those tests aren't 100 percent. i know and i'm going to end up getting it and i don't want it I really don't want anything now, to do with it. Now, that's not the yeah, attitude you... to have, Howard, that you're going to get it. Yeah, well, that's my attitude, Robin, whether it's the right <laughs> attitude or not. You definitely don't want this. It's not fun. Yeah, I hear but, you. But uh, I just, wanted, just wanted to say that I've been listening to you since NBC back in the 80s, guys. Robin, love you. Howard, love you. You guys got me through a lot of tough shit when I was a kid back in the 80s. So thanks, thanks a lot. Keep up the great work. Did you take Paxlovid when you got the COVID? You know, you know, my doctor actually suggested I don't take it because I have a little bit of a heart condition. Ah, uh, okay. Gotcha. Mm. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. fucked up. Yeah. A couple of, like, when Gary had COVID, he took Paxlovid and he said everything tastes like pennies for days what? afterwards. Like, like you got a that metallic taste in your metallic, mouth? Metallic, yeah. For yeah. the for the five or six, I took it for four days. But for five or six days, it was like, it was really hard. I mean, it, everything t just tasted metallic. And then finally, I texted a friend, and she said, "Just you, you got to take throat lozenges because that's all you taste." It was like so overwhelming. But yeah. I still, with that, I still would have taken it because it did right. help me get better much quicker. But it sucked. Mm. See, everything anyway. leads to something, Howard. Everything leads to something. Boy, that's the truth. A lot of fans wrote in, Robin, about Sal the Psychic. Uh, the fans <laughs> continue to find Sal and his psychic abilities idiotic. <laughs> Sal's not psychic. He's psychotic. <laughs> I can't believe what Sal is saying. He's such a goofball. Howard, best bit ever. I can't stop laughing. Sal really has no clue. 
part of me thinks that he has he has to be just fucking around. But my better judgment says he actually believes this bullshit. Oh, I can tell you, Sal is the real deal. No, he's a true believer. He's not kidding. Howard, I love the conversation about Sal hugging the tree. He finally has an emotional friend of his own, and it's a tree. There you go. Well, it's true. Many years ago, was sad, but Sal's wife developed a an emotional friend. And um, finally, Sal has found comfort in hugging trees and blending with their molecules. Good for and you know what? His wife isn't jealous. <laughs> no. Um, blah, 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 blah. What is this? Oh, geez. So many things. Eh, maybe a, maybe it's enough. Didn't we receive some feedback on the evaluation of staff dads? Oh, really? Yeah, where's that? Don't know why I don't see it here. I was going to end the show with it, but... I would like to know what the feedback was. That was some segment. George was brutally honest. <laughs> yeah. Until he discovered that these were staff dads. Oh, here it is. I got the wrong fan feedback. I'm reading old fan feedback. Oh. God. Somebody would tell me. Anyway, George Takei and his husband Brad joined us to discuss the inner workings of their relationship after we played tape of them at New York's Japan Parade. George is a better man than me. If my country treated me as they did George, I don't think I'd be so gracious. Eighty years ago, they locked George away in an internment camp. Now they have him riding in a convertible as Grand Marshal. No, I think you misunderstand, sir. Yes. Um, Japan, it was a Japan Day parade. He was... They, they, I got to explain it wasn't everything. The, it wasn't a... Japanese American. I don't know. I, you know, hard to explain it. <laughs> By the way, you wouldn't believe how many Star Trek fans contacted me. I'm not kidding about this. They were upset that I referred to George Takei by his incorrect Starfleet rank. I accidentally called him Commander Sulu. He was Captain Sulu. Now, okay. I can't believe how many people cared. Did you miss a rank? I can't believe it either. <laughs> I was just trying to make a make a funny joke, and Commander Sulu sounded funny to me. I, who gives yeah. a fuck what his rank is? It's, it's not a real organization. <laughs> right. Uh, the audience was thrilled with the bit yesterday. They loved hearing George rate our staff dads in celebration of Father's Day. Howard, this is what I call a Father's Day special. Oh, my. George is great every time he's on the show. What an amazing human being. He's a national treasure. George was an absolute masterpiece today. He's so good. What a legend. Just a note to say how grateful I am for the show today. This may be one of my favorite appearances with Brad and George ever. So, yes, this is what I wanted to play for you. After the segment, we had our guys reach out to their fathers to get their reaction to George's ratings. Uh, Richard's dad took it very gracefully. He was not, yeah. I think he said Richard's dad was a four. He found him, <laughs> um, unattractive. And it didn't sound like Richard's dad, you know, Richard's dad's a real man. He doesn't give a shit. I like old George. I like, he's a dandy, ain't he? George was mad you had your clothes on. He was. I don't have any naked pictures, but I'm not, let, if I did, I wouldn't let George or anybody see him. George said he'd rather jack off. <laughs> well, rather jack off, huh? Sorry, George, you just have to jack off. I couldn't do it for you. 
He's like, okay. So, Such a gracious man, yes. So George doesn't think I'm hot. What are you going to do? <laughs> Sal's dad was pissed. He was less polite really? about the whole thing. Yeah, well, because uh, George, if you remember, said about Sal's dad, he looked, uh, I, forget, I forget the exact quote, but he had a cigarette. and He says, I wouldn't let him anywhere near my cock and blah, 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 blah. And Sal's dad, you know, he's a, quite a ladies' man. He didn't want to hear you. He thinks he he's quite hear. a lover, yes. All right, that's right. What would you like to say to George to keep saying that? Go fuck yourself. You piece of shit. You don't even know who you're talking to. You're telling me I'm a smoke, I'm dirty, I'm dead. Who the hell are you? You asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Will's dad, uh, George was very attracted to uh, Will. Yes. His father. And uh, Will's dad was flattered. He liked it. An eight, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I enjoyed the trip down my uh, torso, I can tell you. Well, thank you, George. I wish him well and many more trips down, many more torsos. What, I was going to say, what if he wants to uh, take another, explore your body further? <laughs> and he's got the money. <laughs> if he's got uh, the money, he can, he can, uh, he's he got the money. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, your dad's gay for pay. Kind of cool. <laughs> Did you know? Uh, that? <laughs> Was your dad have a, a British accent or something there? He's, yes, he's British. British. Yeah. He's British. He's, he's oh. British. He, his father was Scottish, but yes. And, and uh, I'm pretty sure he's not kidding around. He, you know, paid enough right. money. He might be willing to play ball. <laughs> <laughs> the only dad that was hotter than your dad was Mike Perlman's. And uh, here's Mike Perlman's dad reaction to George Takei. What do you think of George Takei's critique of you? He didn't rip me apart, at least. I feel bad for the other guys, though. The other bands. So you were happy with it? At my age, I'm 68 years old, and I'm sure Howard could attest to this also. Any kind of compliment you get, whether it's from uh, George Takei or anybody, is a compliment. So I'll take that. And uh, I got 9 out of 10, which is pretty good. <laughs> and getting it from George Takei was a plus. And George, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. All right. Oh. Well, um... Jason's dad didn't do so well. Jason's dad is no longer with us, but we showed George a picture of Jason's dad, and he got a negative one. Yeah, he did really that was bad. the lowest rating of all. Lowest rating of all. And so we called Jason's mom to get her reaction, and she was all upset oh, wow. about it. Well, it was like a reflection on her. Like, what do you mean? You're calling my ex-husband, <laughs> my deceased husband, a, a negative one. And then Jason got into sort of an argument with his mom. Here's uh, Jason's mom reacting. Frankly, I was very sad when I heard what George said. When he had to go that. minus one. He had to do that. That I, I think that was very mean and very sad. George puts a lot of um, emphasis on um, shallow things like looks. Um, but the thing is that he may have looked like a minus one to George, but his personality, his kindness, his lovingness towards his family was a 12. And Jason, I think, was kind of in shock because, according to Jason, his mom and dad used to fight like cats and dogs and stuff. And wow. he didn't know. All of a sudden, he was like, wait a second. What are you getting so offended about? I disagree with both yeah. your points, um, but I will make sure that they get to uh, get to the main show. Why do you disagree with my points? Uh, because my memory is you were constantly making fun of Dad or giving him a hard time about his weight, and I've never, ever the 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 compliment must have happened in, in an extreme moment of uh, privacy um, because of what you just said about Dad. 
is possibly the nicest things I've ever heard you say about that ever. So um, I hope he heard that. Well, one. I'm sure you have as selective a memory as the rest of us. People tend to remember what they remember. Um, but I always told daddy how funny he was, how nice he was to other people. Um, and I always said he was a wonderful uh, and loving father to all of you. Mm. I know those are not. What's your mother talking about, Jason? I thought those two hated each other. She lives in a fantasy land. And, uh, you know, listen, we talk later that afternoon. Everything's good, you know, whatever between us. But um, it, it, not just that they didn't get along, but and uh, I'm, I'm sorry for saying this, mom, but she was mean to him and she was mean to him in front of me and my brothers and constantly grew up in the house where we heard how fat my dad was and he was fat he didn't love us enough to lose weight and he was i mean it was just oh, it was constant <laughs> and so now to hear these words come out of her mouth uh it was astounding to me it was isn't it, was it amazing how everyone becomes a saint in death like yes. um I had I had people in my world where they, 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 women who would lose their husbands, and then all of a sudden, I mean, they they used to fight like cats and dogs. And then after the death, oh, he was the most wonderful man. Blah, 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 blah. What is that? I don't get it. I don't. Know. I don't know. I guess it's it's some sort of rationalization, or maybe after they're gone, you just you know, all the stuff that you should have said when they were alive come to the forefront. But uh, hearing my mom talk about my, I've never ever in my life heard her say anything that positive about my father to me or to him so but hey listen better better late than never i guess well, well maybe contrast, he can hear it in heaven yeah that's what the jason <laughs> yeah, kept saying it was, yeah, 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 i hope yeah. he's hearing it now <laughs> uh, but you know what the weird contrast is but i we went to you know wolfie's dad is no longer around and right. um and i guess wolfie's dad and mom didn't get along and and uh he played her george's evaluation she goes yeah he's right his <laughs> right. uh, wolfie's mom i totally agree with george i would probably close the door again and actually i did yeah he didn't take care of himself uh a lot of that probably is uh a beer you know he liked his beer on the weekend so of course that probably gave those little extra layers a tar going around his waist and um yeah i totally agree with george i i don't understand what i ever saw in that can you understand why a gay man would not be attracted to dad? Yes. M most gay guys are looking for somebody fit and very becoming and um, more with class. Uh, what I'm seeing in this picture, there is no class. Well, your mom really hates your dad, huh? She, he, didn't, he didn't become a saint in death, huh? This bit stirred up a hornet's nest, Howard. Oh, my God. I, I got this angry text message from my mom. That basically said that uh, I can read it to you. I want you to know this picture was not taken with me. I would like to know who took this picture. What a pig. Where did you get it? This looks like a cheap hotel room. She's basically saying that my dad had an affair. And right. the picture that I used was not taken by her. It, it was a nightmare. Wow. Wow. Your mom was all fired up. Well, it's interesting. Jason's mom defended uh, uh, Jason's dead father, and your, your mom, uh, she just went right in there with George, right, Jason? I mean, uh, it's an interesting <laughs> contrast. It's a very interesting, and I think, you know, somewhere in the middle is probably where, you know, ideally our moms would be, where it's you acknowledge right. the truth, and then, you you know, and then you say something nice, but we have polar opposites. 
Uh, by the way, just to put a capper on all of this, uh, there was an ice cream debate yesterday on the air. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, Rooster called in, and uh, I was fascinated. Rooster declared that McDonald's soft uh, ice cream is the best ice cream for all the fast food places. Uh, and everyone starts debating. When I was a kid, I liked Dairy Queen, but I went to Dairy Queen recently with my kids, and it literally tasted like melted ice. It is so watered down, I actually threw it out. From now on, I'm a McDonald's man. Howard, I worked at a Carvel as a kid. Best ice cream around. Nothing can top Fudgy the Whale. I love Carvel. Um, Howard, McDonald's sucks now. No way they have the best ice cream, soft serve or otherwise. So it's going on and on. According to soft, uh, soft ice cream and fast food expert John Hine, he says the best is, uh, I think, Carvel was second, and Dairy Queen being number one, if I remember yesterday's yes. conversation. Yes, as I recall. Yeah, he even somewhere... gave Sonic a nod, I think. Sonic a nod, and I think McDonald's came in number four on his list. Yeah. On his list, rather. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, and we also debated the Radio Hall of Fame extra seat <laughs> debate. Whoa, 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 stop the clock, Robin. How could you pick J.D. over Ronnie to sit at the table at the Radio Hall of Fame? What's your problem? Ronnie contributed some of the funniest bits in Stern Show history. I think the fasting is affecting your brain. They're afraid that you're not getting enough calories. Um, Howard, at the Radio Hall of Fame, Fred deserves to be at that table no matter what. He is a true original. Oh, he is original. I'll give you that. Absolutely. Um Howard, forget sending your staff to the Radio Hall of Fame. Send a table full of whack packers. I can just imagine the look on Mad Dog Russo's face as he sits across from High Pitch Eric and Debbie the Come Lady. There you go. So, uh, you know, a lot of people weighing in about a lot of different things. So I thought that you would uh, enjoy that. All right, enough of this. It's time to end the show, Robin. I know you have a lot to do. You'll we'll have oh, to go and not eat, right? That's what you, you say. You have to go and not eat. I hope this doesn't make you hungry. John Hine Audiobook is on the phone about Dairy Queen. He's not done with this topic. Yes, John uh -huh. Hine Audiobook. Go ahead. In 1938, John Fremont McCullough and his son Bradley developed a formula for soft-serve ice cream. They tested it at a local ice cream shop and sold 1,600 servings in two hours. Two years later, McCullough named the shop Dairy Queen. Since he viewed the cow as the queen of the dairy industry and soft serve the queen. Uh, I got to I got to leave. Unfortunately, wow. it's a, I got to get a copy of that book. Every time he's on the line with that uh, reading from that book, I say, man, there's a book I should have read. I mean, my goodness, <laughs> it doesn't get better than that. Just doesn't get better than that. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for fake Andrew Dice Clay. Thank you, fake Dan Rather. Thank you. There was a lot of thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we had a lot of people. Um, uh, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but believe me, ah, it's going to yes. be. Thank you. Thank you, my mistress. Thank you, my mistress. Right. Hit again, my mistress. Thank you, my mistress. Thank you, my mistress. Yeah, thank again, you. Again, my mistress. Thank uh, yes. you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Don't forget the uh, Sirius XM app. I told you about uh, Foy Vance is on there, or Vance Foy, Foy Vance. And we got a, uh, who else did we just put up there? Oh, the, we put the that. The Beatles. The Beatles thing. Perspective, yeah. Yeah. Go watch that. We got a lot of good things there. And, uh, yeah, I think that covers it all. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.